this one. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> We're just going for it. <laughs> we got our we got our alcohol. No, I I, We've I got have, our laptops. I have a cool idea. Okay. <laughs> Okay. My, right, my right, idea right. for the episode. Okay. Start with a joke. Why did the chupacabra cross the road? <laughs> Why did the chupacabra cross the road? <laughs> I don't know. You're supposed to follow up your jokes. I know. I just had to start, <laughs> not the punchline. <laughs> well, okay, we gotta finish this. So why? Why did? The chupacabra across the road. To suck a goat. Because <laughs> that's what they do. It's the Archon Podcast with Jackson and Colton. And sometimes Tristan It's the Audron Podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome. To the goat-sucking, alcohol-drinking, candy-eating podcast. It's less kinky than it sounds. Because <laughs> we have some candy today. <laughs> we have some candy. Because, some because, because, this is the first episode of Spooktober, Spooktober. as we like to call it. Um, I hope you enjoyed that the new theme we recorded. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Getting that out there, and spent, recording. Spent it. a whole night Basically. coming up with that and recording that. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Yeah, it, come on. I don't mean to toot our toot, toot our own horn, but like maybe we should come up with like an album that's like just like podcast intro. Podcast. It's like the shortest album ever. You know. But hit hit us up if you want us to record a podcast intro for you. We charge <laughs> maybe extended versions. Yeah, we charge two hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, well, well. First hour is one fifty, and oh, then right. the next couple hours. Yeah, but you only have to pay half in advance. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there is a deposit too. Yeah, so. and the reason we make you pay half in advance because we don't know how many hours we're going to take, so <laughs> we just <laughs> estimate what half is. So. Uh, but yeah, it's a special episode. It's the first October Spooktober episode. Yeah, all month we're going to be having all spooky, all creepy, all scary. All Halloweeny, Halloweeny <laughs> episodes. So this first one is something that I've really been clawing at. Yeah, this so is exciting. This is, this is this is a fun topic. So tonight on this dark, creepy autumn night. Is it autumn yet? It's autumn. Yeah, it's autumn. Duh. October. It is October. <laughs> it's just been so warm out. Yeah, it's been getting cold though at night. Like, and the leaves yeah. are changing. That's true. Like yeah. the peak around here is only in a couple weeks. Apparently the peak over leaves. Apparently season. over in Missionary Ridge, you, you can see all the all the leaves changing color. <laughs> Missionary Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why it's called that. Because the, the missionaries from the church, yeah. you know, it's cool. You know, Durango is you know Spanish. Catholic missionaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But well, what are we talking about tonight? 
What are we talking about tonight, Colton? Because I have no idea. This is the first time finding out. He has no idea. I'm no just idea. bringing this to him. So t- <laughs> tonight, we are talking about the mysterious, the unknown, oh. the unclassified cryptids. Cryptids. Our cryptozoology. That's the yeah. study of cryptids. Yeah. And um, a cryptid... And I don't want to get into it just yet, but basically a cryptid is an alien. I mean, not an alien. It's an animal. I mean, it could be an alien, I guess. Animal creature. Animal creature monster that many people believe is real. And it's not only been recorded or seen throughout history, but it could actually just be a real animal. Because It's it's animals that um, and creatures that are claimed to exist have not been proven or disproven. Exactly. Um, actually, I've got the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition right here. All right. Yeah. A cryptid is an animal, such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster, that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Yeah. And, and it notes that contrary to popular belief, cryptids don't have to be supernatural, mythical, or even but all they that can strange. Be. And they those, don't have to those be. Those are the fun ones. They don't have to be, but they can be. Yeah. And I have some here that are just completely outside the realm of realistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, um, and yeah, there's a big difference between like cryptids and then like mythological creatures. Sometimes they yeah. intertwine, but just because it's mythological doesn't mean it's a cryptid. And just because it's a cryptid means it has any mythological or supernatural significance. Um, and there's also, you know, recently, as you may know, and we discussed this a little earlier before recording, you know, that you have creepypastas where people are coming up with all these different monsters, creatures, what have you, you know, Slender Man, um, the new one, Siren Head. Have you heard of that one? It's like a tall thing with a yeah. siren for a head. I don't think that, yeah. Those, none of those are cryptids, and even the ones that are animal-like. They're not cryptids because they're just completely made up and they have no claim to to be real. Like, yeah, they're just stories. They're just there, but for our entertainment. Uh, but yeah, tonight, like, we're like one example of something that is I don't think is classified as a cryptid, but it was brought up when I was researching them. Um, is the Kukui, which is pretty much the it's the boogeyman, but it's a Mexican. Spanish belief. Oh, I see. South American belief. And it's really, from when I was reading about it, it really just sounds like it's just a myth. No one actually claims it. You know, people don't really claim it to actually be real. And, yeah, it's got to be, for us, and the dictionary definition, because I've seen, it's got to be an animal. It's got to be a physical creature, right? Because I've seen things that, when I was looking into cryptids, that basically I've seen things about ghosts, uh, like yeah. energy beings, aliens, and I know as I said that earlier, but aliens, they deserve their own, they're their own thing, okay? So yeah. we're not going to really touch on aliens or ghosts or anything like that. We're going to be focusing on cryptids, the animals. Cryptids, creatures. The creatures, not necessarily animals. Some of them can be <laughs> human-like. I wouldn't, some of them I would not classify as an animal. I mean, humans are animals, I guess. Yeah. They are. We are. You're, We're animals. You're a fucking We're just animal. nasty animals. <laughs> just <laughs> polluting the earth. Freaking pandemic. Just spreading disease. Having sex with each other. 
and just killing each other. Like, we're just, we're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the animals, we're the ones that could actually destroy the world. So that's kind of something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we are anyways, the most terrifying cryptids. Seriously. Yes. Maybe cryptids are like, oh, have you seen that? I saw a human today. Maybe that's what Bigfoot says. Like, whenever you see the Bigfoot videos, imagine from Bigfoot's perspective. You know I saw that, a human with weird, you know there's like, a whole camera. there's a whole series? It's, I think you can watch a lot of them on YouTube. But did you ever watch Survivor Man? Yes. With, uh, what's it, Les Stroud? Is that his uh-huh. name? Yeah, yeah. Um, he has a series now where he goes looking for Bigfoot. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, there's tons. It's of Survivor people. Man Bigfoot, like whatever nice. it's called. That's it's, cool. It's I would great. watch that. Yeah. No, there's tons of like Bigfoot documentaries. And They're fun. I saw this video online. Loch Ness Monster. It was. It was like I don't know what it was from. It was from some TV show probably, but it was like um, they were asking a bunch of hillbillies. They're like uh, just adjusting my stand real nice. quick. But it was like they're at, interviewing a bunch of hillbillies. Like, what <laughs> what cryptid do you think could beat Bigfoot in a fight? Oh, that should be one of our seg. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. And and they had some they had some fun opinions. Uh, most of them were basically like, uh, I don't think any cryptid could beat Bigfoot in a fight. But if there was one cryptid, it would be this one. You and know. what was it? Did they say? Uh, they uh, one of them said the wampus cat. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh. I don't remember. Wampus cat? What's that all about? Oh, you've never heard of the wampus cat? No. All right, the wampus cat. What? Well, we'll get real into- quick. Yes. Let's talk about what we're drinking. We have had some Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers in the past. Quite a few, actually. <laughs> so it's not too special. But that's but, just because we were just so ready and we just could not wait. But these ones are kind of special because they're not beer. These are both really special, actually. Yeah. Uh, so the main thing we're drinking tonight what I've got with me, it's Ace um, out of, what are they called, just Ace? Cidery? Uh, yeah, I think it's just Ace. Ace out of California, and they make a lot of ciders and stuff like that, and this yeah. one is their pumpkin cider. And I'm not going to lie, I've already had a bit of a taste. Let me have another taste and another. It's legitimately pretty awesome. It's not too strong on the pumpkin. It's still got the apple. It's apple forward with the pumpkin. So I think it's a good, it's a good balance. Uh, Yeah. I enjoy it. I've never had any sort of pumpkin fall themed ciders before. But me and you were on the same wavelength, I guess, because uh, I also bought a cider when I was out shopping today. Yes, I see. Yeah. This is a Talbot Cider Company out of, where are these guys out of? Um, let's see. Oh, Colorado. Ooh, oh, nice. Palisade, Colorado. Um, and this is a October, this is an Oktoberfest hard cider. <laughs> wonder what that exactly now, I'm not means. completely sure what that means, but I've not tried it yet. I'm going to crack one open right now. That was a, that was a significant... That was uh, pretty, for, especially for a cider. Yeah. Ciders don't as much as beers do. Well, it had a snap to it. 
Yeah. I like a good snap in my crack. <laughs> <laughs> snap, crackle. Pop. We said it separately so you can't get sued. Nope. Satire. Mm, yep. Satire. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm not quite sure what to think of this, but I like it. It's, um... I mean, what is it? <laughs> it's, well, it, it's got some orange taste to it. Ooh. It's a cider, but it tastes like maybe how you, if you put some orange in it. Something else, some other spices. All right. They put in there. Let's see what this looks like. Ooh, that looks so cool. <laughs> oh, I, might pour, have to, I might have to post this. You pour yours in here. <laughs> I feel like a little kid again. But I, uh, Drinking cider out of a sippy I got, cup. I got the sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> and it lights up. It's a Halloween sippy cup. It's got a mansion, you know, jack-o'-lanterns, all that stuff. Some creepy trees. And cider and any kind of light or relatively clear beer or whatever is perfect because you see the light. And it, it's pretty cool. It's like, a, it's like flickering. And I can, it's like all fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm drinking it through a straw. And also, it's a classic trick. And drinking something you're not supposed to somewhere you're not supposed to. Yes. Just put it in a container. Like a... a uh, like we discussed Like a before. coffee cup. Coffee or cup or a, just a soda a can thermos. or something. Or a thermos. And a juice box. Just hope you don't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody's going to suspect it unless you do anything suspicious. Exactly. So I, I've walked around. Just, okay, by the way, drink responsibly. Yes. Don't drive. But as you know. Only drink in public if you're walking. Every college student, at least <laughs> college students like us, have done that. This is not, <laughs> we are not giving advice on how to drink in public. Don't do that. We Don't. Are, we, are, we are simply sharing <laughs> some safety concerns. Such as, if you're going to do that, do it when you're walking. Mm-hmm. Not trying. But don't be a public drunk. Don't be punk and drublick. Punk and drublick. <laughs> or be that. No, that's already taken. Just be the punk thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We also, uh, we got a couple other things here. Tonight. You made us something really special, and I'm really enjoying it. So it's like yeah. a, I'll describe it. Oh, yeah, you just. And you correct me. Okay. So it's like a cider. Yeah. It's heated. Mm -hmm. And it's got some. It tastes like whiskey. It's not whiskey. It's not, it tastes like. I don't know. The cider's pretty overpowering. It's Let me try one more taste. Though. Try one more taste. There's only so many. I wasn't listening there's to so, you. There's only so many spirits I have in the house. Hmm. Gin. It's mm. got. What? No. Okay, that's the orange peel that's giving it that bitterness. Yeah. There is orange peel, uh, there is a twist of orange, and there is some cinnamon. Oh, yeah, the cinnamon's a nice touch. Yeah. And what, what do you call this? Uh, what do I call it? I don't have a name for it. Um, it's basically a spiked apple, hot apple cider. But uh, I, I, with some uh, a cinnamon and some orange in there. Um, and it's rum. Oh, it's rum. That is Bacardi How Gold. How did I not see that? That's Bacardi. Taste that. Yeah, it's Bacardi <laughs> Gold that I threw in there. Oh, see that? That's a good one to mix, though. It's kind of. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's hard to neutral. Yeah, it's very neutral. As That's far why as I rums, couldn't pinpoint A lot of Cuban rums are a little more neutral on the flavor palette as far as rums go. Yeah. Which makes them 
really good for mixing, especially uh, white rums. So like, if you're making cocktails, Havana Club, the I uh, love Havana Club, the three year aged one, you know, so the cheaper mm-hmm. one, yeah, it's, yeah. is fantastic for cocktails. Yeah, when you're making cocktails, you don't yeah. need like a super aged. Yeah, you know, liquor. but uh, so, but sometimes uh, dark rums are appropriate too. Oh, they yeah, um, they can work. And uh, yeah. you know, my most rums are fine for mixing. Uh, some spice rums are a little hard to mix, like Kraken, um, as well as uh, I, I'm not a big fan of mixing with Jamaican rums because J- Jamaican rums have a very, very strong flavor to them. Mm, I and, just like Jamaican rum. And when you're so. making a cocktail with Jamaican rum, I find you have to really work around. What's the that flavor. one? Um, Appleton. Appleton Estate. Estate. That's a that's a pretty good one. I, I enjoy that one. I like Appleton Estate. My favorite rums. I drink are from Barbados. Plantation? Plantation. Barbados. Um, uh, that's the only Barbados one that I um, drink. There was... Uh, but anyways... There's a, there's a few other rums that are pretty good there. I, another one I like, I haven't had it on the podcast or just in life in a while, because it had a bite to it. <laughs> that Panama um, Pacific. Yeah, no, you had that on the podcast. No, I'm just saying I haven't had it in a while. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's got but a bite to it, yeah. It's it's not bad at all, though. It's pretty good, and it's out of Panama, so. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, that's what we're drinking today, and we also got some Snickers, because why not? And we got some, what kind of cookies are those? Uh, Snickerdoodles? Ginger, like, ginger cookies. Ginger cookies, okay. Yeah, they're like Snickerdoodles. But ginger. Yeah. So they don't have any. <laughs> no. They're good. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything, but damn, damn you, South Park. If anyone knows what I'm thinking of, it's South Park's fault about yes. the ginger thing. Yes. So that was a serious issue. Yeah. Yeah, that was. They, I think they crossed the line, and I was pretty early in their run. Yeah. Uh, but that's the whole point of South Park. They're, they're a show that never fails to eventually cross the line, and somehow they're still in the air. Yeah. But they're hilarious. I love South Park. Oh yeah, South Park's classic. Speaking of classic, yeah, actually that doesn't really work because <laughs> I want to save the classic one. That would have been uh, that would have been a good uh, a good segue. We, we I was I was a uh, we were talking about the Wampus Cat. Let's talk about the Wampus Cat. The Wampus Cat might be able to be big in a fight, maybe debate. Okay, how? Let's see. Oh well, the big the Wampus Cat is a giant panther-like cat. Ooh, native to North America. Um, sightings ranging from um, Idaho to Texas and Oklahoma, even. Um, so, Middle America. Middle America, Midwest. Midwest. Sort of thing. Uh, Arkansas, I've heard. Um, uh, it's been described as having like six legs, um, Whoa. yellow eyes. Most accounts just describe it as simply just a very, very large panther-like cat. Which is already but cool. But we're talking Bengal tiger type large. Yeah. You know. Like significantly Significantly large. large. Like as big as Bigfoot. Yeah. Or maybe. Well, I don't know. Depending on your account of Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, Bigfoot's range. From, <laughs> Bigfoot range. They can be as short as six feet and tall as like yeah. 12. Bigfoot's so. range from being just a very bulky, large, like tall human size to, to being, being like, like. The Hulk. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um. Um, <laughs> you know, most people believe that Bigfoots are definitely really strong. Like they can just snap yeah. trees in half. And 
But the uh, yeah, the Wampus Cat. Right. Wampus is, Cat. Uh, I think it could put up a fight. It's um, especially I'm, if it's I'm reading right good. here. Some people attribute it to um, a similar beliefs in Cherokee beliefs Ooh. mythology, but that's not like there's not no no one ever said that like the Wampus Cat is part of Cherokee mythology. That's right. I think just a bunch of white people saying like, hey, this either sounds Native American <laughs> or sounds very similar to some Native American belief, so it must yeah. be the same thing. Because that's what white um, people do. Yeah, we love doing that. <laughs> well, you have the Wampus Cat, okay? Yeah, I didn't, well, go, I didn't research it much. I, just, I have another cat. You do? Yes. Oh. Uh, the, and this one honestly isn't that low-key. It's kind of crazy. Ooh. Um, not super crazy, but it's like Is borderline it six crazy. Six-legged panther crazy? No, but it's like a living Pokemon. Like, that's the best way to describe it. Okay. So, the silver cat, it's called. Okay. So, it's this large cat that's been sighted all over North America. And frontiersmen have said, claimed, that it can get up to 300 pounds. That's pretty large. That's really large and heavy for a cat. That's insane. And, then, and this, is, this isn't described as like a feline, like a lion. It's described as a cat. Yeah. It's like a bobcat. It's like oh. a big bobcat. It's like a really big bobcat. Or maybe a lynx. Oh. You could eat... It looks a little bit more like a lynx, but... Oh, yeah. You see that picture there? I see that picture. You see something funny going on? It has a big uh, spike. Well, tail. let me tell you all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, this cat, it's main distinguishing feature is its tail, okay? Yeah, okay. It supposedly can get up to 11 feet long. Just the tail. Just the tail? Yes. Damn. And it has a club on it with spikes. Spikes on one side, <laughs> and then it's smooth like on the underneath part. And much like, like a ankylosaurus or stegosaurus, you know, dinosaurs. That's, huh. so this cat is kind of like a dinosaur. <laughs> with its um, thagomizers. Thagomizers. Yeah. Uh, spikes. And um, supposedly its tail is as powerful as a boa constrictor. Wow. So it doesn't even have to whack you. It can just like wrap around you with its tail. Squeeze, squeeze. squeeze the life out of you. But its main hunting technique, like many cats, it will stalk you up in the trees. Yeah. And it will climb down a little lower if it needs to and then it will whack you in the head with its club tail <laughs> whack you in the head possibly killing you right then and there either way you're knocked out and then it will finish you off hmm. um, so it's um, it will often knock its victim senseless like even once the victim's on the ground it will repeatedly keep hitting you with the club and yeah, that doesn't sound like a good. I mean, double time. double tap. Yeah, it double taps you. You gotta make sure. And it, apparently, it has a mating ritual that oh. we know of. I guess. <laughs> How did this come into? Um, so a, during the mating season, a male silver cat will beat his tail against his chest like a drum. Make, using the smooth side, of course, <laughs> not the spiked, to play a rhythm which will attract female silver cats. What type of rhythm? Just like a, I don't know, something like that. 
something that knocks the mic off, you know, and messes with the audio. <laughs> like so it's like Matt Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I gotta fix my situation here. <laughs> but yeah, um, and that's about it. Hmm. There hasn't been like any legitimate sightings. It's mostly just a folk tale that frontiersmen told to each other at campfire stories and stuff, but it's not. That's a lot of these, um, but these creatures. It's right? pretty, and I think it's, yeah, it's like a real Pokemon because they will often have like tail weapons and stuff. What type of po- what type do you think it would be? Herb mm. or plant? That would be a plant type Pokemon. You think it'd be a plant type? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll put the pictures up of all of these. And where I'm getting a lot of my information is from the Cryptid Wiki. And we'll put the link in the description. The so check Wiki, that yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I think we found a lot of our stuff on there. Uh, I, I did. Uh, At least to get started. I, done, I did a lot of YouTube. <laughs> YouTube's good, too. YouTube's a good place to explore Reddit. It's a great oh, place Reddit. To find cryptid stories. You can just go down rabbit holes with Reddit. Yeah. Like, you're just endless... Speaking of Reddit. There's some weirdos on Reddit, by the way. There are. Spe- and speaking <laughs> of Reddit, I found a cryptid on Reddit. Ooh. Uh, this, is a, this is a weird one, because this one is, this is an example of a cryptid that... Uh, okay, what's the subreddit? Like r slash cryptids or r slash... Yeah, I think that's where I found it, like r slash cryptids. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but there's a... This is a good example of a cryptid that um, I'm not sure where it comes from because it's so it's an Appalachian story but if you talk to people from Appalachia it's not a very widespread story so it's not so one it's pretty local no that's not what I mean it means that not a lot of people have stories of it oh okay it's one of those types of cryptids but it's but it's spread around online when people post about it online and it's called the not deer <laughs> not deer so it's not a deer it's not a deer <laughs> yeah. That's or is it K N O T? No, it's N O T. Not, <laughs> not a deer. <laughs> so is it something that looks like a deer, but it's not? Yes. <laughs> so this, this is uh, that's yeah, pretty good. The stories go. Most of these stories are just sightings. Okay. Um, but there's been a couple stories that uh, show it being malicious. There's also been a couple stories that show it uh, being um, friendly. As in showing you a lost traveler the way back to the trail. Type oh, thing. I see. Um, but this is, uh, so imagine this. You're walking through the woods at night. Which is how all good cryptid stories start. <laughs> walking through the woods at night. And you spot a deer. You shine your light on it. But it's not a deer. Well, you shine your light on it. And at first it looks like a deer at first, first glance. And then you look at it more, <laughs> and there's something wrong about it. It's just it's, off? Its mouth is more agape than a deer could hold their mouth. More like, more like a canine, maybe. Ew, or, that's weird. Or it, feels li- or it seems like it has joints in places where a deer's legs shouldn't have joints. There's something or, about that. Or the proportions of its eyes and its face are off. Okay. Or it's making a sound that is unsettling that a deer might okay. make. Okay, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Before you keep going on, <laughs> even though it's not like crazy, it's not like, oh, it's got horns, a spiked club. No. That seems like that would be even worse. It's just unsettling. 
it's like the uncanny valley like whenever you see um like a mannequin or like a robot that looks has all the features of a human yeah but it's just off and that's what makes it so creepy yeah Um, and there's another crypto i'm gonna talk about later that there's a pop culture version of it and the traditional version of it and i think the traditional version it's less beastly but it's scarier because it's more human-like oh i see yeah it's more unsettling but no the whole thing with the not deer i just imagined it as you were describing it and I would not be happy if I saw that thing. No. I would probably just back up slowly, and in whatever I was doing, I would just forget about it. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently, uh, yeah, apparently not deer are not to be fucked with. Exactly. That's why I would they back not, away. They are not to be fucked with. But <laughs> they are apparently not hostile if you keep your distance. Oh, I see. They will not like, come and... Well, they will not come and attack you just because they saw That's you. It's like real deer, kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah. But they will not come and attack you just because they saw you. Right. If you keep your distance and leave, it'll it will most likely leave you alone. But there are accounts of someone of people, you know, driving along a highway, and they see a deer start to cross the road or about to cross the road. So they slow down, make sure they don't hit it. I mean, that's already and, freaky. And about. they realize it's not deer and it freaks them out what so, the they, fuck is so it? they speed off and then it keeps up with them what and the hell running alongside the car making eye contact with them so it can run as fast as a car apparently <laughs> yeah that it, and it's keeping eye contact yeah it they we don't know they there's no nothing that says this is Whoa. a single creature okay what's the claim to that well, it looks like a deer. So there's a lot of deer out there. And the, the logic is that, and also the, the idea of it being a not deer, it's called that. Does that have antlers? It has antlers, yeah. It looks like a deer. Is it first, like a buck? Yeah, it's like a buck. Okay. At first glance, it looks like a deer. Okay. Like a buck. Um, but there's a lot of different uh, descriptions of it, of what made it unsettling. Some people claim it stands on its hind legs. They've seen it standing on its hind legs. Which, Ooh. by the way, they can do that. Deer do that. Yeah. Not just they can. They will stand on their hind legs. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Deer are weird animals. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I've had close encounters with deer. Yeah. Not like in a bad way, but like I've heard them make <laughs> Close encounters with the third, the third kind or whatever. Third deer. The third deer. <laughs> <laughs> but they... Uh, I've heard them make really weird noises because mm-hmm. you don't really know what a deer sounds like. They make some weird. They make some. Really they make weird some very general unsettling sounds. Yeah, I've, I've, it's freaked me out before. Yeah, and like anytime they you see them do that and you like see their teeth, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there. They can be very unsettling. And I could see how people like could see this and get legitimately freaked out. And yeah, it could but just be the reason why the, the people say maybe they instead of it. Like as if there's maybe more than one of these creatures, is because at no point in any of these stories do they identify it as a specific creature, the same creature in those other things. They're just saying it definitely wasn't a deer. I don't like that. So they don't know what it was. There's no real I, name I, for it. That's why it's called the not deer, because that's the only name people can come up with. For some reason, it with that deer is worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but I, there is, I was looking into this, I think there is some explanations for this creature. 
Okay. On basically saying like why people think they saw these things, and maybe they had a disease. The deer had a disease. Yes, and that that is one of them. There is a disease, chronic wasting disease. It's common in deer, or it can be common in deer. Oh it's yeah. It's similar to similar to mad cow disease. Um, so it can cause abnormal behavior, but can also cause uh, physical ailments as well. So stuff you can see. Deformities, yeah. Deformities, as well as so a combination of that, as well as. I think a lot of people who make these claims that they saw this creature just don't realize how weird deer are. <laughs> yeah, they just haven't seen a lot of deer you know? in their life. Because, and, and there's some things, sometimes when people are telling a story or talking about these, their stuff they're giving away, like this person was claiming like, so the, a not deer, they saw a not deer and it was staring straight at them, making eye contact. And deer will do that. Yeah, and, and, the, <laughs> and, the, and they, were like, they were like wild deer, maybe deer that are used to humans will do that. But wild deer will bolt off as soon as they You ever heard there. of deer in headlights? Yeah, they're, but they're, they're making the claim, like, wild deer will bolt off as soon as they see you. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you know, there was a guy in the comments in this Reddit page that was, you know, he's like, I grew up hunting deer in the Appalachian Mountains. And he's like, a wild deer, if they spot you, they will make eye contact with you, stand up straight, and stare at you until you make a movement or the, a breeze blows your scent over this so they can smell you. But yeah, they, the, they will lock eye contact. With the you. deer that are more used to humans that are more like urban environments are way least least likely to do that. Yeah, because they're used to humans. Yeah, but a wild deer is way more likely to do that because it sees you and it it basically stands its ground. I, well, either it's I standing mean, its ground or it's trying to figure out what you are. Just figuring you out. Yeah, it spotted you. It doesn't know you're a threat yet. Yeah, exactly. So it's watching you until you make a movement or it can smell you. But either way. But I thought that, you know, there's not a lot of information on not deers. If I saw a deer do that, I would, I would not be happy about it. They that. are freaky. There one, one account I heard was it had uh, one of the, the two, two of the um, things that uh, were the most common descriptions of it is joints and spots where it shouldn't have joints. Like it's moving its legs. It sounds like and some, it, it could be it, some kind of um, arthritis or something. Could be that. It could be the fact that people just don't realize how deer move their legs. Yeah, they can um, move weird. Um, but you know, that's that's the common description is they have joints or they move their own legs in unnatural ways. I see. Um, and the other description is their face has weird proportions, such as eyes are more forward facing, like a predator. I seen a video of a deer that went right up to this person's like glass door. Yeah. It was just staring at them, and yeah, their eyes were a little closer together, and it was really weird. Yeah, and so the eyes were like closer together, maybe more forward facing, like some predators yeah. might have eyes like that. Um, and then their mouth is more like opens in a way that's more akin to a canine. It can open wider. I don't like that. Yeah, that's the previous <laughs> one, and, the, and one account that I read said they saw a not deer and it had blood. Ew. Yeah. Ew, I don't and like was, that. His mouth is open wide. Like Why a, did you? <laughs> like a wolf. Ew. Yeah. I don't like that at all. It's a creepy. <laughs> uh, that, that, <sighs> that one gave me the creeps. Because it's that something that definitely could be and probably is real. That, that's, and it's, that's the thing that's so creepy about it is it's just a deer. And it's, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> no. So now every time you see a deer, you're like, but is it? Right. But is it? There's a lot of deer around here. You know what's so. not a cryptid whatsoever, but is one of the freakiest animals, or can be one of the freakiest animals. What? Moose. Meese. Meese. 
I guess that's if a goose is ge if a plural of goose, goose is, is geese, geese, a plural of moose should be geese. <laughs> but you know, when a moose is like standing its ground or like trying to scare you off, it will its eyes will roll back in its head. Yeah, its elbows can like bend. Yeah, they're double jointed. Yeah, they're double jointed. So, so, so do this weird stance and. Mo I yeah. back in their head. Mo moose, That's they, terrifying. They don't get you with their antlers if they feel threatened. Oh, they'll or club you. Not feel threatened. They don't have to feel threatened. They're just assholes. Yeah, unless you're like a uh, bear. But even yeah, but then. if they're being aggressive, they won't get you with their <laughs> antlers. They will rear up on their hind legs and flail their hooves at you. Yeah. It's terrifying. That does not sound good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something that is real. So think about that piece. Yeah, and moose are like ridiculous. We have, we, ha I, we have moose in our area. I've seen, I've seen a couple. That's crazy. I've seen a couple. One of them in town. I actually haven't seen one quite yet. I've seen elk and stuff, but I, I saw one outside of town once. It was north, uh, north of town, and I saw one up at the golf course. I was on the bus riding by the golf course. Oh, yeah, I thought this was the only correct plural of moose is moose. Well, the the reason is because moose. Look at the moose. Well, the reason group of moose over there. The actual reason for that is because moose is a um, it's it's a word. They're an animal native to the Americas, so it's a word native to the Americas. Yeah. So when Europeans came over and said, what's that? All the natives said, oh, that's a moose. Um, they had no plural for it. It's just, you know, so the, you know, when English speakers came over and were learning the names of these animals, they had no plural for the moose because it's not an English word. And yeah, there's a whole article on why, the reason why the plural of moose isn't moose. <laughs> I won't get I, into that. I think it should be meese. Right? Yeah. Well, it's oh, all Urban Dictionary, meese, the real plural of moose. No matter what your mom or all your friends say, they are lying to you when they tell you <laughs> meese is not the plural of moose. It's, it's meese. Well, it's just like, what's the comedian? I don't um, care if it's not, if, if you don't think it's meese, mom. <laughs> I, 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 there's some comedians like Brian something, I don't remember his whole name. But he does a bit about that, and he also he also points out that why are box the plural of a box is boxes, but plural of ox is oxen. Mm -hmm. So shouldn't the box be boxen? Boxen. You know, I bought <laughs> I bought a couple <laughs> boxen of cereal. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> some so, bo some boxen of donuts. You have not deer. Not deer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I, another another thing to point about not doing when I was researching them was yeah. kind of creepy. Well, I thought it was creepy. Is there's no pictures of them. If you look up not deer or the not deer on Google, you just get pictures of deer. What if they're all not? Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's that sounds like that sounds like a like a SCP. Like <laughs> yeah, this it's almost a conspiracy theory. Yeah, <laughs> like. Deer, it's, not what they seem. They're, they're hiding something. All deer, are, all deer are, are not deer. deer. They're just all really good at hiding it. Every once in a while, so <laughs> one of them lets it through, and a, and a human catches it. But they're all like supernatural beings. I'm never gonna think of deer the same way. <laughs> well, the deer that like cross the road and then like stop in the middle of the road because they're assholes. Uh -huh. Are they? Are they doing that unintentionally? Are they revealing themselves? Are they revealing themselves? Are they just fucking with you because they're really a not deer? <laughs> and they're being malicious by blocking the road. <laughs> All right. Not deer. That's, that's good. What's your next? <laughs> uh, I guess we can talk about 
The ahu. I think that's how you pronounce it. Ahu. Or the atu. Atu. I've heard of this, but I don't know what it is. Well, you're about to know what it is. Like, I've heard the name somewhere. So, it's most sightings. And this, this is a cryptid that's located mostly in um, Indonesia. Okay. Found yeah. uh, across Indonesia. And generally speaking, it's a very large bat. Hmm. And, you know, flying foxes, they can get pretty big with, like, wingspans of, what, like, six feet? Yeah. There's um, also, there's also one of the hammerhead bats. Oh, yeah. Which are a type of bats that are very, really fucking big. Well, this one, it can get, apparently, its wingspan is at least 18 feet. Damn. 18, wait, and we're not even getting big yet. 18 <laughs> to 28 feet. Ah, shit. It can be almost a 30-foot wingspan. What the hell? And, but it's not necessarily a bat. Uh, um, some people describe it as a flying chimpanzee or flying primate. Really? Yeah. A, like a winged monkey. But it's large enough to snatch a full-grown man. To, to, to give it. some to give some context here, the largest wingspan of any living animal uh, that we know of is the wandering albatross, which has a 12-foot wingspan. Oh yeah, which is not even close to this creature. And is that what is that is that a like type of swan or something? What is it's that? It's an albatross. Albatross. The wandering albatross. Seabird. Seabird. <laughs> seabird. Arr. I seen you sparring with a seabird. <laughs> uh, call back, call back. But yeah, it. So some people think it's just a giant bat, and it's as simple as that. But then it goes further. It could be a giant winged primate. That's terrifying. And apparently, <laughs> it will feed on large cattle, and it will occasionally attack humans. Ooh. And it can just snatch you up, tear you apart, because it's a. Well, if, it, if it's part chimpanzee, then it will definitely tear you apart. They can just tear off your balls. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Oh. A flying chimpanzee that will just swoop down just and grab rip. you, rip your balls off, oh. and, then, and then just drop you from 30 feet. <laughs> well, they'll grab you by the balls. <laughs> and then if your and ball, then, and if it rips while they're holding you, then you drop. You drop early, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if it's... If it's real, then that means it's up to four and a half times larger than any bat known to man. Jesus Christ. The flying fox, which is the largest bat. Um, so there's some theories, because it's, sometimes it's pretty vague the way they describe it. Some theorists say it could be a pterosaur. Oh, really? Like a pterodactyl or something. Because huh. those can be people just damn big. miss. Yeah. They don't really know what they're looking at, or it's too quick, and they just think it's a bat. And yeah, they can definitely get large. And say if it was a pterosaur, I guess they somehow survived, or at least some of them survived, evolved. Maybe they have more 
feathers or fur. There's a lot of uh, um, cryptid creatures that are suspected to be dinosaur, like surviving dinosaurs. And that that's a big, just as much as the desire to believe that people have to believe in the unknown. There's also a desire to believe that pre these prehistoric creatures might still be out there. So here's an artistic so. depiction of Ahu. Ahu. That is terrifying. You look how yeah. large it is compared to those people. Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, it's got like kind of a monkey face, but it's still a bat. Because if it, 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 kind, it, of, it kind of reminds me of like Man Bat um, from DC, the Batman. Oh movie, yeah, yeah. Where he's like a human bat hybrid. Man Bat. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of I remember of that. Man Bat. Yeah. Remember Man Bat and Arkham Knight? I do. When he popped I, out and stuff. That I, was so I scary. recently actually recently played that, that storyline. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a good, it's one of the better side quests in Arkham Knight. Well, I like how you don't fight him. Yeah. But you, you find a cure for him and you, you have like, to catch him. First, you like track him. Yeah, so. it's pretty cool. But so here's but, the. But Man Bat, but who's better, Man Bat or Man Spider? Now, who do you. <laughs> Man Spider is my all-time favorite. Man Spider is my hero. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Ahu. So yeah, um, it's extremely territorial, and it will definitely attack you in large prey. Um, and there's some other cryptids that it could be related to, or just could be the same thing. Okay. Um, and this is the pterosaur one, and I, I don't know too much about it, but it's sighted mostly in Africa, in the Congo, and Zambia, and Angola. Hmm. And it's the pterosaur-like cryptid. And some people say they could be one and the same. And it's called uh, yeah. Kongamato. Kongamato. And it's literally just like a pterosaur. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Pterosaurs are pretty damn and they're not dinosaurs. No, they're not. They're different. They're pterosaurs. Um, and it could also, it may be closely related to the Orang Bati. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I'm not sure. Somebody's really hard to pronounce. Which is also located in, in Indonesia. And it's um, known to carry away children and eat them. And Ooh. it does raids on native villages. It, its sightings go as far back as the 1500s, and it's often described as like a winged monkey. Oh. Um, and ahul, it literally means death bat. Death bat. And it could also That's there's the cool. North American version of ahul. Oh shit. Which of course we call bat squatch, <laughs> or what I would like to call bat foot. Bat foot. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, any sort of humanoid—it's got to be some kind of Sasquatch. Yeah, any humanoid-esque creature in North America is a Sasquatch. Of yeah, some kind. it's a winged Sasquatch, winged Sasquatch, which terrifying to think. That about. would be terrifying. Now, could do you think Ahul could beat Sasquatch in a fight? Well, if Ahul's like a flying version of Sasquatch, I think so. I think Ahul definitely be able. To I think. Sasquatch would have a bigger strength advantage, but Ahul has the flight, speed, the claws. Sasquatch the might, depending on the depictions of Ahul, Sasquatch but might But Sasquatch have, could Sas use weapons, maybe. Yeah, Sasquatch so. might have an intelligence advantage as well. Yeah. Sasquatch is supposed to be pretty intelligent. Ahul is described as a more primal, like, just predatorial beast. Yeah. It doesn't have much uh, intelligence. That's pretty terrifying to me, though. But it could have. Pri the primal 
aspect of it is pretty freaky. Oh, yeah. It's pretty wild. So there's some sightings. Oh. Uh, 1925, naturalist Dr. Ernest Bartels. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, call him Bartels. Bartels. Let's call him Dr. Bartles. <laughs> Dr. Bartles. Um, encountered the hole in, um, while exploring a waterfall on the slopes of the Salik Mountains when a giant unknown bat, Dahul, flew directly over his head, apparently. Hmm. In 1927, two years later, the same doctor, Dr. Bartles, <laughs> he was laying in his bed, uh, and, he, and it was in the jungle, and he was listening to the sounds of the night. And he heard a loud cry that seemed to utter, <laughs> It's its name. It, it, it screams its own name. So this one's or awesome. maybe someone else was like getting murdered by it. Yeah. And they were like, Ahoo! And well, if it got. was screaming its own name, that would make this one also like a Pokemon. Oh, you can get an Ahoo in Scribblenauts, <laughs> by the way. Oh, really? Here's what it looks like in Scribblenauts. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I like Scribblenauts. It's fun. You game. can get anything. Scribblenauts is a pretty entertaining. Here's another depiction. This one's really freaky. This looks like a <laughs> looks like a doom demon or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. That's that's now that's a man bat. Yeah, that's definitely man bat looking. Yeah. I think I like this one the most though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's how I think it looks like. <laughs> Ooh, that's a really wicked. Look at that. Ooh. Ooh, that's really freaky. That's that's good. <laughs> that's Cheryl, we'll have to share all these images. Yeah, I'll have to remember to do that. <laughs> so yeah, a hool. Um, so that's, that, that that's pretty, pretty freaky. That's pretty a cool. A cool. <laughs> oh God, I hate so myself. There's a hole. Giant bat monkey thing. Like seriously giant though. I mean large enough to fit a person in one claw. Wow. Or palm of its hand. Yeah, if it had a 28 feet wingspan. Yeah. That is. That's a massive freak. There's. Yeah. Even most pterosaurs I don't get I, that big. I would say that would be that, that create the body itself would probably be twice the size of a large human at least. And just, just, just imagine a giant bat alone is already scary enough. <laughs> Put primate into that. Oh my God. Yeah. Then you got not only worry about getting your blood sucked, but you got to worry about getting your dick ripped off, like <laughs> and your face chewed off, your face, you... everything ripped off, <laughs> and no one wants that. So yeah, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants that. Oh well. Okay. So what do we got next, Colton? What do we have next? I don't know. I'm asking you. I've got a couple. Fun, <laughs> I got a couple fun ones here. Uh, Deleted the page. Oh, oh no! <laughs> he de- he deleted well, it. I, this I, podcast I, is over. I closed the tab on accident. We haven't been recording this whole time. I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about the Rougarou. The repeat, repeat that. The Rougarou. 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 R o u g a r o u. Now what? What Pokemon? What type is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely like. Yeah, it can be, if you're going off the base, Pokemon types, it could be an Earth type. But, like, 
Yeah, there's like dark type Pokemons and stuff. I think Alhul would be dark type. Yeah, this is this isn't the same vein. Aruguru is basically a werewolf. Okay. All the basic ideas of the creature itself comes from werewolves, and it's actually thought that the creature, because it's a it's it's a Cajun, I believe, uh, creature, um, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Ooh, That's spooky. where all the sightings are. See, New Orleans, Orleans, whatever you call it, New Orleans, is already New spooky Orleans. enough. Yeah. Um, and this is very much a werewolf type creature. It's a person who has been cursed, transformed. It's even thought that the belief of the Rougarou came over with the French mm. when they came into the Americas. Because yeah. New Orleans was and Louisiana was French territory. Yeah. And it came from the French version of the werewolf. Yeah, and <clears throat> there's one that we were talking about earlier that comes from France that could be like a Yeah, little... yeah, and we both we both did a little little research on that, so we can talk yeah. about that in a few minutes here. Yeah. Uh, but the Rougarou, I found it interesting because uh, well there's a quote. It's mostly described as a you know what you describe as a werewolf, but sometimes it's described slightly differently. All right. Here's a, my favorite image of it. Tilt your screen up. Whoa. Yeah. Dude. It's more like emaciated. It has like a skull face. Yeah. It's that pretty, is, pretty creepy. That's looking. messed up. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty freaky looking. It's like werewolf light, but it's more like emaciated and ripped up like looking and decaying uh, a lot of these images. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy to see that. Like, imagine, okay, imagine you're out camping and you have to go take a leak out in the woods. There's no porta potty or anything. You gotta do it the old way. <laughs> and then you see that. Yeah. I mean, Whoa, <laughs> what do you even do? If you saw that, you'd be fucked. You'd be dead already. Unless you had a weapon. Because this is a. Well, a silver bullet? Does that work? Silver is said to uh, harm them. Harm. Um, Word. But there's what I found interesting about this is a lot of the beliefs around it, specifically around how you become a Rougarou. <laughs> how do you become that, a Rougarou? <laughs> it's good that you asked because so one of the more the more common uh, one of the more common beliefs is along the lines of oh that's you're you have the right idea. I do. I always have the right idea. It's, it's beer time or cider, cider time. Yes, ladies. Oh, I'm gonna do cider. Anyway, so um, their one version is the classic way of becoming a werewolf would be you're bitten by one. Okay. But there's a lot of stuff involving the Rougarou of how the curse is passed to other beings. So if you are bitten by one, you part one. One of the legends says that you will become a Rougarou for 101 days. And if you consume human flesh within that 101 days, then I think it's you stay a Rougarou, or I don't remember. Oh, uh, I see. so if you can like control it enough. Yeah. And 100, how many days? 101? 101 days. That's a long time. That's. <laughs> that's what? Three, four months? Three yeah. and a half months? Yeah, it's like a little more than three months. Three and a half months-ish. Um, but there's another belief that I, I read about that is uh, similar where it's you get bitten by one, but then if you 
uh, but you don't become a Rougarou. But, oh, okay, so I'm thinking I remember I got it mixed up. So it's one of the legends is you get bit by one, and you don't become one unless you consume human flesh within a certain period of time, then you become one. Okay, so you get bit, and then you, like, carry the infection. Yeah, and if you consume human flesh, then you can transform, then you'll transform. And I assume you have an urge to consume human flesh. It didn't say. <laughs> so, um, okay, imagine but, but, this. You get bit by, bit by one. It's freaky, right? Yeah. You get the wound taken care of, and then you just don't become one because you don't eat anyone. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I guess a yeah. pretty easy thing not to do. Just don't eat people. You would hope so. Yeah. It reminds uh, me of another. Another. Yeah. Uh, this one has some similarities between species. Uh, <laughs> I guess you. Could uh, but say. There, there's another uh, legend that if you get bitten by one, you become one, and if you, I believe it's if you do eat human flesh within like a certain period of time. But I might be saying it, it's if you don't, um, then you can pass on the curse. How do you, do you bite them? Or? Oh, by, by you, I mean, you pass on your curse so that you don't have it anymore. And it's if you eat, like, you, you eat, it's either you do or don't eat flesh. <laughs> this is really bad advice if you ever become a Rougarou because it, of... So it's pretty vague. Yeah. Well, there's some, there's some more fun uh, uh, theories or legends of how you become one. My favorite is if you, because uh, it's, you know, France is very heavily Catholic and so is... Louisiana, uh, when this where this myth comes from. Um, so one theory is that if you skip Lent for at least seven years or more consecutively, you <laughs> are in danger of becoming a root. Oh. Which I read that and I said, oh shit! <laughs> I don't think I've ever celebrated Lent. <laughs> Me neither. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> But there's another theory that, that says it's not that you become a Rougarou, it's if you skip Lent enough, then you have you higher chance? Well, you, a Rougarou might come and try to get you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like a story just to scare people into... Yeah. Uh, and there's another theory, the, the other theory that I remember right now on the top of my head was um, be good if, you, Catholic if you were to cut, a, if you encounter a Rougarou and you were to cut it with like a knife, it would be forced to transform back into its human form. Oh, so if you can get a cut. But if you witness this, you cannot speak of it to anyone for a, a year and a day, or you will become a rule. <laughs> a year and a day. A year and a There's day. There's a lot of like time limits, yeah. time frames. A lot of time frames. Rougarou expiration dates, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, like, like if you if, if you if you've got the curse, you might be okay. If you know if you know your rules and your <laughs> expiration dates and all know that. Know your rules. Know your rules. Um, but and there's also if you don't, you'll be eaten <laughs> in your sleep. And, and the other detail that I thought was interesting. It's about a Dwight Schrute crew. Yes. <laughs> but another detail I thought about uh is kind of cool. Is uh, so a lot of the ways you can combat them is very similar to like a Rugaruola. What? My new mixed drink. <laughs> <laughs> Vodka, some arugaru juice, <laughs> and just a splash. What's arugaru juice? Like blood? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and just a splash of Hennessy. Top it with soda water. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's the mixed drink. <laughs> yeah. um, 
garnish with a cherry. Of course. Of course. Of course. Duh. Serve in a That's hot. a given. And you have to, <laughs> and you have to serve it in a... In it's got to be hot. And you, hot, so you serve it in a toddy. In a and toddy if it's glass. cold, it has to be like slushy. It's got to be slushy. So it's either if it's be... cold, you serve it in a high, in a high ball glass. Mm-hmm. It's got to be slushy. If it's hot, you serve it in a toddy glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so you can combat a You can at least stun it using stuff like uh, uh, salt and garlic. Yeah, salt. So, oh, silver. Shit like that. Um, shit like that usually works on but paranormal creatures. There is a really good way, a very effective way. Various of, food items. Yeah. There's yeah. a very effective <laughs> way of keeping them out of your house. Because they're only around at night. Line it with salt? They, uh, no, it's uh, you put 13 items, any items, in front of your door. 13. 13. And it's because Rugurus are said to be, because they're nocturnal creatures, they transform into moonlight. Mm-hmm. Like a werewolf. So they are so obsessed with midnight that they can't ca- count past 12. So if you put 13 items, uh, okay. they will count the items and get to 12 and be so confused by 13. <laughs> so they never use military time, the 24-hour no. clock. No, they always absolutely. stick to 12-hour clocks. 12-hour okay. clocks. <laughs> I mean, no, I do too. They do not use military part. time. They want to be able to work at most corporate yeah. places because when you yeah. clock in, it's military They'd time. be like 20, 23, out, you know, 23 hours? What? What's <laughs> that time? That's 1,300. 1,300. What? what is... Uh, I can't you know, do that. Um... But the idea is that they, they will count to 12 and be so confused by <laughs> trying to count to 13, and it'll take them all night, and by the time they, and then, and then the sun will start to come up, and they have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a belief. They sound like just really annoying werewolves. Well, like, <laughs> annoying, but also like, but like. Very specific. If, and, and, there, and there have been sightings of them. Their people have claimed to have been attacked by them, and they're supposed to be... I bet regular werewolves don't even want to hang out with these guys. Yeah. They're like, oh, Rubrus are such weirdos. But a, but a lot of... A lot <laughs> of There's been sightings of them, but a lot of people who really believe in them um, have said that if they were to see one, which we don't know if they have or not, that they would not tell you about it. Because of the whole taboo about talking about them if you've seen it, because they don't want to become one themselves. Reminds me of something that I thought about talking about. Yeah. But talking about it is enough to get you killed. Um, well, we can talk about I know what you're talking about. You can talk about it, you can't say the name. Yeah, so let's... <laughs> you want to talk about it? Sure, we can talk about it real quick. Um, how are we going to talk about it without saying its name? It's a Native American legend. Navajo? Mostly Navajo, yes. Specifically, mostly uh, Navajo legend. Uh, and it's basically shapeshifter. Like the yeah, it's a shapeshifter, and it's like, and this is just a quick summary. It's like the anti medicine man. It's like yeah. medicine man gone bad. Yeah, and they and, and they became they sold their soul type of thing. And they can they're shapeshifters, and they've apparently been around just forever. <laughs> like yeah, um, and they can shapeshift, and they can pretty much shapeshift into anything. But often they'll turn into wolves. Owls, coyotes, um, a lot of times they're often seen as witches. Um, yeah, they can turn into a coyote, wolf, fox, eagle, owl, or crow. But 
they have the power to assume the form of any animal they choose. Yeah, and they're superhumanly fast and strong. Super fast, super crazy. Um, they'll skin you alive type thing. Yeah. Like, and they walk and yeah, that's all I'm going to say. They're very it. creepy. Um, I don't. <laughs> so, so do you, do you know, do you know uh, why you're not supposed to say their names? Because then they'll, they'll know you talked about them and they'll track you down. So the best way I, the best way I've heard it, basically, best way I've heard it described is that names are power. Yeah. And that they get their power from belief. So when you say their name out Believe. loud, it, that is the same as you believing in them. Yeah. And they get the power from the belief. And this is why also it's said that they don't stray too far outside of the cultural lands where they are believed by Because humans. that's where their That's believe. where the belief is most. Yeah. So if you say their name, especially in your house, it is like it's giving them power. It's like feeding them out of the palm of your hand. And just like how a stray dog, if you were to feed a stray dog, it would keep coming back. Yeah. It's now you fed it out of your hand. And honestly, now, us even just talking about it is enough. Without even yeah. saying its name. I've, I've, heard, so. I've heard mixed things like that. I've heard you're allowed to talk about it. You just can't say its name. Right. You can't say the word. Um, apparently, they use this powder called corpse dust, um, also known as corpse poison, corpse powder, etc. Mm. Corpse cane. <laughs> <laughs> it's just but cocaine. Corpse flakes. It's just cocaine, yeah. It's just cocaine. <laughs> but uh, it's... They're really just like hot. Primarily <laughs> composed of ground infant bones, often twin infants, specifically bones from the fingertips and the back of the skull. So that's not good. Um, yeah. They'll blow it into your face, right? And uh, you'll, you know, start, you'll start coughing, convulsing, and you'll die shortly after. They'll just blow the stuff in your face. And, like, oh, wow. It's, it'll just ruin yeah. you. So you're, you're going to have to at home go look up what we were just talking about. Look not, up what we're talking we about. We won't say the name. Because uh, we are a little sketchy about it. Yeah. We and live in, we live. We live in the region. In the region where these um, would be. Well, arguably maybe just outside the region, but close enough where it's not unreasonable. <laughs> well, yeah, because Mexico's one, a little outside there. Yeah. One <laughs> might come, one might come over here. <laughs> they could. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> but I'd love them to see, to see them take on the Rougarou. Rougarou, <laughs> yeah. That would you think that would be a good fight? I think that would be a pretty cool fight. But Rougarou really is, um, it's really just like the same strength level as like a werewolf. They're just pretty hard to kill. And they're a big They sound way more annoying to deal with. Just yeah, a big right. part of Rougarou like beliefs is how the curse is passed on. Less so with actually encountering the creature, right? But the, you, you know, people, people have, um, have sightings. There are sightings. Yeah, um, shape. Oh, and rivers can shapeshift. I assume that's right. what they do. I mean, when they turn right. into a. But they, but they can also at will shapeshift, like into like. There's this one uh, sighting uh, I read about. It was this guy. He was in his uh, farmhouse, and he looked outside. He noticed there was an extra pig in his pig pen. So he was like, mm. he was like confused. He's like, what? So he looked back, and it wasn't a pig anymore. It was a cow. And then he went out the door. Excuse me. And, <laughs> yeah, and he left, and he went out the door to go outside and be like, what the hell? That what's go, what's going on? And just in time to see it shape shift into a wolf man, a 
Aruguru yeah. and dart off into the trees. It's uh, an attack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, shape-shifting humanoids, creatures, they're pretty interesting and pretty freaky because you never know. Like, maybe that's what the knot deer is. Maybe it's a shapeshifter. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. But it's too late when you know because then you're dead. Yeah, then you're dead. Because <laughs> as soon as you know, they're yeah. clawing your head off. You're yeah, they, they don't want you to know. Yeah, of course they don't want you to know. And if you do know, you could turn into one, and then you have 101 days to not be one anymore. You have to put 13 things. It's just, it's a real hassle. <laughs> it's, it's just dealing with Rougarou. Annoying. Like, if, if you saw Rougarou. Like, damn it, I gotta deal with the Rougarou problem. Yeah, if you saw like, Rougarou, like, you'd probably call in sick for work and be like, you like, call your boss. Maybe like, you call in animal control. <laughs> yeah, you, you, call your, you call your boss and, like, hey, I gotta call in. You know, I saw Rougarou. I gotta deal with this shit now. Make sure I don't turn into one. It's like dealing with a hornet's nest. Yeah, you know? It's gonna like, take all day. It's gonna take. <laughs> it's gonna take a trip to the hardware store, the grocery store, and Walmart. <laughs> well, I'm just going to Walmart for some food, but you know, it, it, it's part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rubrus just sound like. I mean, they still sound scary, but they sound like just really annoying and frustrating yeah. werewolves. It's like, and possibly the craft store if like none of that stuff works out. Yeah. You might want to check out your local thrift store, you know. Never know what, you never know what they might have. Exactly. <laughs> They're always a good bet. Rougarou repellent, maybe a dog whistle. Anti-Rougarou repellent. Yeah. You could probably find that. Do you think werewolves are like Rougarous because they're dog creatures? You could probably find or it. Like, work. Or like, get dog, a dog whistle? Yeah, or if like dog men, if a dog, a dog whistle would freak them out. Probably. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just get a dog whistle. It'd probably be good. Yeah. And maybe some like, Bear pepper, pepper spray or something, you know. Maybe a squeaky toy. Squeaky toy, throw it to them, they'll go chase go. it. Go. Yeah. But then it will become attached to you, then you have to take care of it. Yeah. You gotta put in your pet deposit. <laughs> pet, pet deposit. <laughs> you gotta start buying dog food every yeah. month. And then it's worse. You gotta take it to the vet, get it, then. Sh- get it shots and, and get it neutered. And yeah. Sp- and you gotta, oh, I gotta go get my Rougarou neutered. <laughs> it's just a whole hassle. It's just a hassle. And, <laughs> and you have to make sure you don't turn into one as well. Yeah, exactly. The whole, during the whole process. I mean, taking care of it is almost worse than it killing you. <laughs> but um, all right, I, I I love that the Rougarou, Rougarou versus Sasquatch. Go, uh, Sasquatch. You're leaning towards Sasquatch. I'm leaning towards Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Sass. That's what I'm gonna call him. Yeah. Well, I feel like Sasquatch would have to do all that stuff too, like put 13 things around his cave or wherever he lives. Yeah, that's true. It would be a hassle. But I think the Sasquatch. What do you know? Could, do that. Sasquatch could probably just kill it though. <laughs> just snap its neck. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, because it does. And Sasquatch ain't human, so there's no saying that Sasquatch would turn into one. But if it turned into one, oh, that'd be terrifying. it would be a Sash Rougarou. That would be horrible for everybody. <laughs> Since we're on this topic of werewolf and wolf-like beasts coming from France, we have the beast of help me here, the beast of Givaudon. 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 
La I'm sorry. If we have any French listeners, we're sorry. The French accent is just the easiest to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just the easiest to make fun of. Don't get offended. I bet you make fun of our country accents all the time. Oh, so. sure, I'm sure they do. I bet, yeah. Which is fair, because those are pretty fun to make fun of, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I make fun of them. Yeah. And sometimes I even have one. It slips out sometimes. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, the beast of Givaldon. Okay? Yeah, we, we both looked into this so, a little So, there's been at least 60 animal attack deaths related to this beast. More. At least 60. Definitely several hundred. Right. Not recently. No, like way back in the 1700s. Yeah, after the uh, after the um, Seven Years' War. Yeah. The, uh, 1760s, yeah. That's when it really first started. And it's... So the sightings describe it... Four times the size of a horse. So this is freaking enormous. Okay? Yeah. And it's like a wolf, hyena panther, boar, bear. It's just, it's hard to tell what it is. It's just, it's a beast. It's really large. Really large It's said to have longer hind legs than front legs. Yeah, and the sketches even show that. And yeah, there's a, the original sketch. This is like from the 1700s, it looks like. 1765. And it yeah. looks like a weird... It, when I was when I was researching it, it's most accounts say it it's probably like, just a large wolf, right? Well, there's actually there's a different explanation for it other than a wolf. Or is it like a large? That's what they caught. Oh, yes. So they caught the wolf. But there was later something else killed that they thought was actually because the killings continued after they so-called they Could be a supposedly because there was also supposedly two of them, a male and a female. Yeah, and they were terrorizing these towns in um, France. Yeah, they were murdering people. Yeah. Viciously. Like, and livestock as well. There's many different depictions, and most of these are of the time, which makes me really believe it was something. Yeah, well, I believe it was something. I don't think it was four times as large as a horse, because. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I, I definitely believe, it, I definitely believe right? it was something, and I, I think because there was eventually something killed. And then I the mean, killing stopped. I know you have like the dire wolves of the prehistoric, you know, or like the ice age. They could get really big. Yeah, they could. But, but I don't I, think that was. I bet you wouldn't guess what it, what it was because they actually killed one of these. And they like. And then they, and then the killing stopped. Well, because so it got to the point where the king of France was even like, okay, I'm sending out my professional wolf hunters or my beast hunters to wow. to catch this thing, and they caught two. Caught and killed two extremely large wolves, mm. which you know, which you know, they thought was pretty convincing. But then the killings continued, and because the guy who the they went through several royal wolf hunters, but um, eventually get to the, the king's private hunter. Uh, but and they, he killed they killed these wolves, but he and you know stuffed them and sent them back to the to the throne of the king and everything like that, and put them on display and everything. Um, but the guy that killed him was convinced that there was still that there was something else out there, so he kept hunting, 
Is it just like a wild boar? Because they can be extremely vicious. He caught a hyena. A hyena. He killed a hyena. In France. Yeah. So it must have been brought there from... Possibly. It's, it, not, it's not said how it was there, but um, supposedly he, killed, caught, he shot and killed a hyena, which describes the, the mannerisms of a hyena and the beast are very similar, mm. um, according to reports. They are very aggressive. So I think, I think this beast was real. I think it was just a, a, a hyena that somehow was in France, What's killing livestock and such. I wish I could see like who painted this, but look at this painting. It's a depiction of the beast, and it, that's just a large hyena. Looks like a hyena, yeah. That depiction does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's feasible. It could definitely happen. You hear all the time a lot of there's a lot of cryptids that there's not too much special about them besides they just shouldn't be where they are. Yeah. Like I've heard there's this they're abnormal sightings of panthers in Australia and the UK and even in Scotland, Ireland. Yeah, Brit British um, British uh, wildcats. Yeah, British wildcats. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my best, or at least my assumption is they were just brought in on ships or. That's definitely you know. that's definitely a potential mm -hmm. yeah, that they would be brought in on ships and such. But yeah, this thing killed hundreds of people, like you said. This was real. This happened. Um, some people theorize that it was a a survival of a prehistoric European hyena Ooh. that w would have been native to Europe, huh. like during the Ice Age and stuff. That'd be um, interesting. There's a lot of, when you talk about cryptids, there's a lot of... Uh, so it's like, like, oh, it's, it's a surviving dinosaur or surviving yeah, prehistoric... So, so just like, you know, zoologists will say, like, um, for a species to exist, there has to be a minimum of 50, on average, of that species right. for it to survive. The, the average rule is, like, about 50 for survival, a few hundred for it to thrive. Yeah. Um, now there are some few examples of species that's less numbers than that that have survived, but it's rare. Yeah. So the idea of like um, a a single prehistoric creature living in the mount, you know, somewhere in France, uh, is a, is unlikely because there would be far more sightings because there would be more of them. Right. That's that's general idea with people trying scientists trying to more than likely it's probably just a hyena that got brought into France somehow. Yeah. I mean, they were so it was the 1700s. They were bringing in hyenas. Colonial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that one's pretty cool because it was actually real, basically. I mean, yeah. it just isn't what it was described as, per se. But um, so what? So talking about prehistoric creatures and dinosaurs that could still be alive, one of the popular um, theories is that the Loch Ness Monster yeah. is a maybe there's more than one of them maybe there's like a bunch of them who knows but it's surviving plesiosaurs yeah you know there's a lot of there's lots of different sea creature cryptids they're the dinosaur described the, this way the sea dinosaurs with the long necks yeah and the kind of broad bodies long tails 
The Loch Ness Monster uh, itself most likely isn't real. No. <laughs> but there's a lot of other accounts of sea creatures that describe Well, there's other lake the same monsters, way. right? Yeah, Lake Champ, for example. Uh, yeah, uh, Champlain, so Champ, they call it, is yeah. just like the Loch Ness Monster. And then you have, apparently, there's one in Lake Tahoe. Oh, really? And they call it Tessie. I've never Instead heard of the one Nessie. in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. I just heard about it a couple days ago <laughs> during my research. And it's, yeah. I, I, look up any major, like, large lake. And there's probably a secret. There's a version of the Loch Ness Monster there. Yeah. Uh, I did know, I did find out uh, about the Loch Ness Monster recently. Um, it's actually a much older myth than I thought it was. So the, the modern version of the Loch Ness Monster... I think it started somewhere around the 1870s. Yeah, so the, the modern idea, legend of the Loch Ness Monster is about that old. But there are accounts of a beast, a creature, in the lake, going all the way back to the year, like, 500, like the 500s. Mm. So people who believe in Nessie quote that stuff as, that stuff as sightings of the Loch Ness I mean, Monster. But they're not for sure sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. They could be something A else. misinterpretation. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nessie could be real, but it could just be something else. Yeah. Um, or just a tree branch. Just a tree branch. <laughs> uh, that famous picture of Nessie, it was just a tree branch. Yeah. Sadly. Um, but I, did, I do remember, and I'll have to find it, Champ is kind of an interesting one. So it's just like... The Loch Ness Monster. It's the same thing. Yeah. But it's in Lake Champlain. Um, up in um, Vermont, New York area, up by Canada. And what's interesting... Um, see if I can find a specific tribe... Uh, well, well, I can't find it right La now. Lake Champ, but apparently there Lake was Champ, there's far more likely that there's something there undiscovered. Yeah. Um, you know, the Loch Ness, Loch Ness is like, it's pretty good conditions for something to be, for, for people to, a monster myth to um, arise because of the murkiness of the lake and often the weather too, being more, uh, you know, foggy and stuff like that. But the lake itself, it's just, it's been studied and examined and scanned enough that it's like the likelihood of something actually being in there is so slim. Oh, yeah. But Lake Champ is a pretty massive lake. Yes, and also, we're talking about all these lake monsters, but stuff like that could definitely be in the ocean. Yeah. Because we've barely explored oh, yeah. the ocean. There's so <laughs> many cryptids. There's probably unproportionately, there's more cryptids that are... Uh, stuff like that because the ocean is not only so unknown to us but it's also very foreign to us yeah like sea um, creatures seem foreign to us there's a lot of crazy stuff in the ocean so hell maybe pleosaurus survived the big extinction of the, yeah. the asteroid i mean hell people thought and evolved yeah and people thought just, people thought giant squids were cryptids until I mean, you would think that's a cryptid. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the Kraken. I mean... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think they definitely could 
And I'm still not convinced that goblin sharks are real. Goblin sharks? How can that be real? But it is. They are so weird. (laughs) Let me... What does this thing look like? It's so freaking ugly and just weird. Yeah, it's like their mouth. It's literally a goblin shark. Their, like, (laughs) mouth can, like, extend from their snout. Yeah. And it, like, shoots out. It's, like, separate from their snout. Yeah, it, like, shoots out, like, extends out really quickly to grab fish and then retracts back into their snout. Here's a good picture of one. They're really... That's hideous. Yeah, and that that picture, it's extending its mouth. So normally when you're swimming around its mouth looks a little more normal. Normally it's like yeah. this top image. Yeah. Which are, still looks weird. They are weird, weird. Sharks are just yeah. weird. Sharks are just And cool. They're cool too. Like that eel shark. Oh yeah. Um, I forget what it's called. I think it's like the Japanese um, they called it like a sea dragon for a while. Oh yeah. And it might have been considered a cryptid. But well, I have another. Um, I have a. I have a few more. I have some good ones coming up. All we right. haven't even got started yet. <laughs> <laughs> so the <laughs> that was sly. That was. That was <laughs> oh no! I, I I pulled the curtain. Smooth. We took a slight little break there. We had to take a leak. <laughs> Smooth. But, um, that was so. So before I, get like to the, before I get to the really crazy ones, yes, like James Bond. Um, <laughs> so new lo- also, new- we were talking about some court cases today in my class. Oh, yeah. And Was we, there didn't, one group we didn't talk about it yet. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Sasquatch v. Rigoroo, U.S. Supreme Court, 2004, of course. Classic case. What were they arguing? Um, Rigoroo claimed that the Sasquatch was on uh, French land. But it was French land before the United States became a thing. It, so it, it was, was, was this like a statute of limitations thing? Like Rupert <laughs> did something while it was on French land when it was legal and then became American land and now it's illegal. And he's arguing, hey, I did that when it was still French. <laughs> yeah. So I should be punished for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It I mean, was a pretty straightforward case. That makes sense. No, yeah. but seriously, because you talk about James Bond, um, we had we didn't really talk about it, but there's a case like Bond versus the United States, what? and I just instantly thought <laughs> of James Bond. The new James Bond movie, Bond versus the United <laughs> States. <laughs> Who is the new Bond? Is um, it Tom Hardy? No, I think that was just or a rumor. Is it Henry Cavill? I've, I've heard, heard Henry he Cavill. I've heard Henry Cavill. I think they haven't officially announced it yet. I think Tom Hardy would be all right. I think he'd be all right. It'd be an interesting I think, take. Though. I think Tom Hardy is on the older end for a new Bond actor, so they would have to do a thing where they, they don't should just get Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but they would have to do a thing with him where they he's he's not a new James Bond. He's he's experienced already. Versus like a lot of James Bond, they do a little bit of his origin story. A little. Bit. I think if they um, do more Bond, which they are doing more Bond, it should be back in the sixties. That would be a period cool, yeah. piece. Um, one, one James Bond actor that's been rumored, although I don't think it's going to happen, uh, but I love the idea, is Idris Elba. That would be cool. He would be. He's smooth. He'd be cool as hell. He's smooth and he's badass. And he's cool. Yeah. He would, and I think he would bring uh, a charm to the character that uh, isn't fresh as well. And if anyone has a problem with that, what, what, what do go, you say to him? Go watch any. Go watch any. If, any, if anyone has a problem with that because of 
what he looks like, then fuck you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> we don't play with that. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that idea because they're, Get like, out of here. they're, they're stuck on the idea of James Bond being well, a, he's white. A, 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 a white guy. I'm like, Get out of so here. There's so many actors and actresses out there that I think would be a good James Bond. Yeah, it's... Whatever, man. But, um, yeah. okay, anyway, let's get back to cryptids, anyway, okay? Anyway. I got a pretty wild one. It doesn't have much to it. Okay. This first one. Hit me. Of, hit me. I'm going to hit you so hard with this one. I'm going to hit you. God. Okay? You're going to love this one. That was it's intense. the Crawford. <clears throat> Crawfordsville Monster. Crawfordsville Monster. Yeah. Whoa. Your last name's Crawford. It's just like you. Yeah. So, Crawfordsville Monster is an atmospheric beast. Okay. <laughs> that was sighted over Crawfordsville, Indiana in 1891. And it looks like only 1891. <laughs> um, just the one time? Yeah, just the one time. <laughs> it is definitely otherworldly. It should not exist, right? It just doesn't make any sense. Because an atmospheric beast basically take a normal animal and then give it superpowers. Where it can fly yeah. like a, a space whale, space whale, or like a jellyfish in the sky, like sp this flying spaghetti monster. The cow that jumped over the. Well, moon. this thing—it's an atmospheric beast because, and it is crazy because hundreds of people claim to see this thing. Yeah. Um. So it's described as a violently, violently flapping thing. <laughs> Uh, with a flaming red eye, one eye, it's purple, and it eats people. This is the flying purple people eater. <laughs> one eye, with one horn, flying. People. Stop. Copyright. <laughs> oh. But no, it made me think of the flying purple people eater though. Um, <laughs> but no, it's got a flaming red eye. It's 20 feet long, eight feet wide, so it's pretty enormous. Um, some people say it has no head. Some people says it has multiple eyes, glowing red eyes, and a in hot breath like a dragon hmm. um, but generally it's described as an eel-like creature so like a flying serpent so like a classic um, like uh, eastern dragon right yeah and um, and it's got you know undulating fins on the side of its body it's it's freaking weird um, Apparently, it has three jaws, and it's a cyclops, but the eye is in its mouth somehow, and it doesn't damage itself. Oh, okay. Here's the depiction, <laughs> artistic depiction of this thing. That's, that's really weird. <laughs> Looks like something you would see in D&D, &D, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well. Or something they'd fight in an anime. There's a report of this thing, okay? <laughs> During a reported second appearance, witnesses described the creature as squirming and writhing and producing a wheezing sound as it is in pain. Oh. Huh. One of the strangest accounts was when a Methodist pastor named Reverend G.W. Switzer and his wife saw the animal. The creature squirmed in agony and sounded like a wheezing plaintive noise as it hovered around 300 feet. It hover. Hover. It just hovers. It just flies magically for no reason. It doesn't have wings. It's just a space worm. <laughs> um, I imagine it was going, making a noise like, 
You know, something like that. Just something awful. That's what I would imagine, yeah. Um, something along those lines. Apparently, it is in the Dungeons & Dragons. Oh. <laughs> the Crawfordsville monster has been depicted as an ooze-like creature that resembles an am amoeba. Oh. Which has nothing to do with the description. Yeah. But they call it the Crawfordsville monster, I guess. <laughs> um, in Atlas Monsters, the Crawfordsville monster has been depicted as a descendant of Anima Locus... Anomalocaris. Anomalocaris. Panamal Harris, that took to the skies along with many other creatures 560 million years ago, just after the Cabrian explosion. Maybe it's related to an elder thing. Maybe it's the flying purple people either's <laughs> brother or cousin. Like weird, the weird uncle. I don't know. But, yeah, apparently people, apparently they, there was sightings back in 1891. And what is really weird, how would you explain that? You have all these people that claim to see this thing. In 1891, guys, the only things that we had flying was hot air balloons. Yeah. But you can throw that out the window because this thing is described as like an eel. It could possibly be a, they just saw a kite. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> um, that's definitely a possibility. Plastic bag flying through the window. Well, there wasn't plastic bags back then, Colton. A time-traveling plastic bag. A time-traveling... Okay. Duh. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Duh. But it is weird. And that was the only sighting. That's it. Um, that is really weird, yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. So in the comments on the cryptid wiki... One person said one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. That's what it sounds like. Maybe I mean, that's the inspiration for the song. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's definitely wild. And the whole idea of atmospheric beast is just the weirdest thing. Uh, it makes me think of the, is it the, what is it called? The rock slide bolter? Rock slide bolters. They're like sky whales. No, they're not sky whales. They're mountain whales. Mountain whales. Mountain Sorry. whales. So slide rock bolter, it's said to inhabit the, uh, the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. Yeah. And uh, it, is, it resembles a massive, it resembles a whale. Basically, yeah. A really big mouth. And it has, uh, its tail fins are spiky. They have spikes on them and shit. It will hook its tail over the top of a mountain slide <laughs> only, only on uh, uh, mountains that have a angle of forty-five degrees or more. Only forty-five degrees or more. Or more has to be at least that. Steep. Not doing any less than forty-five. Yeah, it has to be at least that steep because if you walk underneath it, it's a path. It'll release its tail and slide down and gobble you up. And doesn't it specifically target tourists? Uh, that's the word they use. I, I don't think it does, but I, I like, like to, to think it I does. I like to think it does. It specifically targets tourists. Um, and then it will take its tail and it'll... It will using like, its avalanches? It'll, using like its rock. tail, it'll scoot itself back up the mountain and climb back up the mountain and reset itself. Um, and it apparently can disguise itself as rocks. Therefore, avalanches. 
Oh, and rock so slides. that's why we've never seen one, because it just looks like rocks. Yeah, and, and rock slides and stuff, such, yeah. Oh. Rock slide bolter. So whenever you see a sign that says falling rocks, it might as well say rock slide bolter crossing. or like <laughs> Yeah, rock slide bolters. It's Colorado's own crypto. That reminds me of the Oklahoma octopus. Oklahoma, what is I didn't the, do any research on this. What is the Oklahoma? There's octopus? nothing to it, apparent. And I've been to the lakes, like Lake Ulaga and um, Sky Tooth Lake, and where it's claimed to be, right? And I've never heard of this. And yeah, the Oklahoma octopus. Apparently, it's an octopus that's in lakes. And sure, maybe some rednecks got an octopus somehow and put it in the lake. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's feasible, honestly. Um, yeah, and I've never heard of that one. And it's just these weird little state like legends and just stuff people come up with. Um, but the rock slide bolter, definitely real. Duh. Yeah. How could it not be? It is the most realistic. It's the most realistic cryptid, cryptid ever on our entire list. It and the flying purple people eater thing. But, <laughs> um, but this next one. Okay. This next one is something to really get terrified about. What is this one? This one is the Enfield Horror. Ooh, I've heard the name. I don't know what this is, though. Alien, demon, genetic mutation. We don't know what the hell it is, okay? It could be any, any, of, the, any of those things, a combination of those things. We don't know. So, <laughs> there's a lot to this. So, buckle up. Buckle in, people. Click. Click your seat. Get your seatbelts on. Grab another beer. We got to grab another another beer. Another beer for the road. Take a shot. Take, well, not for the, <laughs> for the metaphorical road. For the metaphorical. <laughs> um, sure. Sure, yeah. What uh, you said. <laughs> so, there was this bizarre string of events, okay? In the early 70s, in Enfield, Illinois. Enfield, Illinois. Yeah. Um, Illinois. So, in, on the night of April 25th, 1973, a young boy named Greg Garrett, GG as I like to call him, <laughs> he claimed to be attacked by this thing. What is this thing? I haven't described it yet. Well, it's kind of hard to describe. But the child described it as this weird amorphous entity with gray slimy skin and like beady red eyes. Okay. Okay. Um, so it apparently... Like, so it's like Caleb. <laughs> like Caleb when he's had a little too much reefer, am I right? <laughs> uh, Caleb coming out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> oh, but this thing, so apparently has three legs. Three legs and like two like arm appendages. Yeah. Vaguely. Okay. Um, three legs just, just. That doesn't make any logis sense. Logistically. I don't know. Doesn't sound like a great idea. It's like when you make a creature on Spore, you <laughs> just make it as. And it just looks like a dick. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. But so apparently this thing, it stomped on the boy's feet with its own three apparently clawed appendages. 
stomped on his feet. Yeah. Was he knocked down or standing up? He was standing up. So it like went up to him and like and stomped on <laughs> his feet with its claws and it like ripped up his shoes. But it didn't hurt him, apparently. And he ran away, he was crying, he was freaking out, obviously. Because this thing is horrible. Sounds like a Here's car- some renderings. Jeez. Sounds... Look at that bottom one. Look at that top one, too. I wouldn't want to see that. That's terrifying. Ew. It sounds an awful look like a crackhead to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, you have that. It attacked this little boy. Um, out in the... Out in his backyard, okay? He's just playing in his backyard. He saw this freaking thing. And then, about 9.30 in the, that same evening, McDaniels returned to find two of their children, Henry Jr. and Lil, terrified. They're just terrified, freaking out. And they describe this thing, this Eldritch, I mean, not Eldritch, I mean, it could be, but the infill horror. And um, it, um, it's been running around, scratching around the doors. And first they thought, oh, maybe it's just some kind of stray animal. Yeah. You know, with, because any reasonable person would think that. That's a common thing with a lot of cryptids. Well, this one. they will go around your house and scratch or knock on your wall. So first, okay, okay, maybe the kid was exaggerating and just imagined that it's this weird alien mutant. But no, it, gets, it goes further than that. So, the dad, Henry McDaniel, he approached the door where, uh, in the, uh, yeah, uh, the front door, and it was outside. He approached, and it shook to him to the core when he saw this thing, legitimately. And the same red-eyed thing that terrified his children before and the other child, G.G., Garrett, um, he saw this thing, and he freaked out, backed up, he went back inside, slammed the door, ran, grabbed his pistol, 22 caliber. So not, not much firepower there. No, no. That's a plinker. Plinker, yeah. Well, yeah, he grabbed that, called the police, was freaking out, and he described it as it had three legs on it, a short body. Two little short arms coming out of its breast area and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. Stood four and a half feet tall and was grayish colored. It was trying to get into the house. It sounds a lot like Caleb to me. (laughs) (laughs) Those pink eyes, yeah. (laughs) Um, Apparently, he opened fire on the creature, okay? this little plinker and it did not appear to be visibly injured it just hissed at him you know um and the guy basically shit his pants he fired rapidly the rest of his ammunition at this thing and it didn't do anything and it just kind of scurried off well it goes on (laughs) apparently it has been Killing dogs within the neighborhood, and um, he found all these paw prints of what could have been the thing. And one morning, May six, in the dead of the night, he found 
howling of neighborhood dogs. Um, and this thing was attacking these dogs and stuff. And it's just, this could be a movie. Like this just goes on. This is a whole freaking story. Um, I mean, reporters came in to interview people over it. Uh, armed posses were formed to hunt this thing down. You know, people were. Do you think you it was, was terrifying? Would you this have, town. would you have jo- joined one of these armed posses? Sure, why not? It'd be fun <laughs> until we see the thing. Sounds like a good <laughs> romp in the woods. But dude, this was only in the seventies. This wasn't too freaking long ago. Just in the seventies, just a bunch of guys. Hunting an eldritch creature in the woods. Nothing <laughs> what sexual. What is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's what their admins say. Nothing sexual. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so apparently they saw other creatures a lot like it. Some of them are being hairy. So there were some oh. variations there. Which means there's, multi- there's, there's more multiple. There's multiple of them. <laughs> That's comforting. <laughs> yeah, right. Anytime you're researching yeah. a cryptid and you're like, yeah, this is a, uh, a lot of things. Their bullets weren't able to do anything to this thing. And it could jump 50 feet in a bound. Damn. And it was fast as long. It was freaking fast, crazy. And um, uh, some people called it the swamp slob because it just looked like this weird, like, blobby thing. Um... Enfield Horror was, uh, some people described it as the Dover Demon, or the uh, Combo Phantom Kangaroo. That's the Dover Demon? Described it. Oh, because I've heard of the Dover Demon. But is the Dover Demon a different thing, and this is described as a similar um, thing? Some people thought it could have been the Dover Demon. Oh, I see, okay. Um. Which, to my knowledge, is like an alien. Yeah. Pretty much looks like an alien. And, um, it kind of looks like what you would think an alien looks like. Big head, big eyes. But this thing was a different animal all entirely. Some people called it the devil monkey, the swamp ape. Definitely wasn't the swamp ape. Swamp ape's just Bigfoot, but he's in Florida, okay? He's golfing in Florida. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of people thought it was an alien. Or like a mutant, um, some experiment possibly. Um, so all this stuff happened. All these people went and hunted it down. Apparently, back in the forties, in Mount Vernon, uh, only forty miles away from Enfield, yeah, there were similar events. Oh, of about these leaping beasts. Repeating events always. And they leap. They, and <laughs> I'm kind of freaked out, to be honest, because the fact that people actually got together to hunt this thing down, and it was pretty recent. And, 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 and where, is, where is this? Illinois. Illinois? Um, where is that in, around in the country? It's, that's like the Midwest. That's actually Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Well, Chicago's in Illinois, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's well, up it's, that way. There seem to be a lot of Midwest... Right, such as such as this thing, such as the not deer, which is in the Appalachian Mountains. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not too far from this. Here's some other depictions. Check these out. Oh, those are freaky. I mean, that looks like something you would see in Lovecraft or like yeah. you would see in um. It sounds like a Lovecraft name. Freaking Fallout. The Enfield Horror. Enfield Horror. That sounds like a story he would write. Yeah. I mean, you have the Dunwich Horror. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, this sounds like Lovecraft. In fact, the more I think about it, 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 even the design, the description of it is pretty Lovecraftian. It kind of reminds me of like a deep one or like a yeah. Shogoth, as we discussed in our yeah. one of our episodes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this thing is just wild, um, and it hasn't been seen since the seventies. Okay. But some people think it has like a cycle that it shows up like every forty years or so. Huh. Kind of like it or something. Yeah. Um, and there's never been an explanation. Um, it's one of those things where it could definitely. I mean. It being fake would be almost just as unrealistic as it being real. Until we actually get one of these things, it's just yeah, it's just a mystery. Like, what is this? And that's that's the best thing about cryptids is that um, we don't know. Yeah. Until I've got a I've got a cryptid here that's a it's it's a little more like. Yeah, because... Give us a little bit of a break here. Well, lighthearted. Wait, real quick. Okay. This monster, this beast, this alien, whatever, was also associated with UFO sightings. Uh, so it could be an alien. It could be an alien, and it could be something... Maybe it was like an alien experiment or something they sent down or... One of them, I don't know. A lot it's of different, pretty crazy. A lot of different ways you can interpret that. There's also this whole theory that Bigfoot was oh. created by aliens. Do you want one of these? Yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. Try that. <laughs> but no, there's a theory, and I don't want to get too deep into it. But that Bigfoot was a genetic experiment by aliens, and he's basically like their worker bee. They send Bigfoot down to do like manual labor, mine gold, all that stuff. And the reason we never found one, or can we see them, but we never find them, yeah. is because they get beamed up. Mm. And there's even been UFO sightings associated with Bigfoot. Like people will see like orbs and stuff. Or they'll see a Bigfoot, and then they'll see orbs, and then Bigfoot's gone, orbs but are gone. But here's a, here's a problem. If Bigfoot... Like Chewbacca, he was like a spacefaring. He was like Bigfoot. That's, that's true. But if Bigfoot were, were an alien creature, or a pawn of aliens... Pawn. Um, how would you describe Sasquatch? Sasquatch? Sasquatch. He's gone rogue. He's gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> he, he rebelled against his alien overlords We've and decided to... Share his passion of saxophone. Saxophone and smooth jazz. And smooth jazz to the world. <laughs> and <laughs> aliens are like, oh, most people probably think it's fake, so just let them do it. Like, yeah, well, well <laughs> we, we believe in Sasquatch. We believe in you, Sasquatch. Look up the videos. They're yes. great. He's, he's great. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, I've got, a, I've, got, I've got a couple, only a couple more. All right. Here. 
but this one, it's a little lot more lighthearted. Well, as lighthearted as, as a cryptid can be, as often cryptids often are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is a, a forgive my Gaelic pronunciation, because Gaelic is pronunciation can be really weird for Americans, especially. Yeah. Um, uh, Gaelic the, is the Dolarku. Dolarku. It's pronounced, or that's how I think it. That's how I've heard it's pronounced something along those lines. Okay. Um, it's so spelled. What is this thing? It's spelled D O B H A R C H U. But it's apparently, from what I've heard, pronounced uh, Dolarku. There's Gaelic for you. Yeah. <laughs> Gaelic. Um, but as you guess, it's it's Irish. Yeah. And this thing, it's a giant otter. <laughs> well, it's described as an, an otter mixed with a hound. So the name Dorku um, translates to water hound or hound of the deep. Ooh. And it's, it's uh, you imagined a otter mixed with a hound that's the size of a large crocodile. I could see how that could be a threat. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. honestly it sounds pretty terrifying to me. <laughs> yeah. um, Otters are so adorable. Like, you see them, yeah. like, break open cl- crabs with their Break open crabs, rocks. they hold their hands while they sleep so they don't yeah, drift apart from each so, other. So it's just like a big otter. Yeah, otters are like... But it's big. Otters are like sea puppies. And it wants to kill you, I bet. Yeah, oh yeah. It says the, the Dorachu <laughs> is bloodthirsty. <laughs> it is a gruesome, bloodthirsty creature. It lives in waters of lakes, rivers, and even the sea sometimes. Ooh. But it can be in rivers. Right. It's anywhere as otters, otters anywhere otters live. As otters can do. It's known for its speed, aggression, and its appetite for human flesh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, and there are typically pairs of them. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. There are typically more than one. So you're not just going to see one, you're going to see mo- two of them at least. Yes. And they're going to just tag team your ass and just yes. Rip you apart with their honor, and it's well. It's, it says often if you kill one, if you kill one of them, often the uh, its mate will uh, uh, rise up from the depths and avenge its mate, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, and kill you. I can feel okay. Are they how easy or hard are they? Uh, but and, and it says it, well, it doesn't say they're like really any harder to kill than a uh, seven foot long. Otter would be. Otter hound would be to yeah. kill. I mean, that sounds pretty difficult to kill, but. Right. But about what you'd expect. But apparently, when they are, is a, when a door coo is about to die, they give off an eerie, high pitched whistle to warn its mate. So Ooh. they warn other door coos that they are being killed. Uh, <laughs> is there a picture of this thing or drawing? Yeah, yeah. It is. Fiction? There's a few. Let's see what we're looking at or talking about here. Well, most of them are it's just a big otter. Often are just like otters. <laughs> um, That's an otter. But but it's this a- is a pretty cool de- depiction here. Ooh. That's, Ooh. Yeah. That's not cute. That's not cute at all. That's pretty terrifying and here's one disgusting. that looks like a panther to me. That just looks like a panther. Yeah. With a Vaguely flat tail. The <laughs> vaguely flat, flat tail. Yeah. Um, is it a panther otter or a wolf otter? Get your get it straight, people. Yeah. Right. Like, um, there's a lot of just pictures of otters down here too. And that's good. I love the otters. 
Here's, here's an artistic depiction, but that just looks like a very angry otter. But a very big one. Oh, yeah. yeah. A big and angry otter. A big angry hey, otter does sound I don't want a big and angry otter on my ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound uh, super fun. They've been reported for a long time. They are kind of part of Irish folklore. Oh, yeah. So this is an example of a creature that's kind of part of folklore that's become a cryptid. Well, folk, yeah, I mean, things that are in folklore can definitely be cryptids of enough people. My other cryptid I looked up is a folklore. All right, cool. But we'll get to that. Um, it says in modern day they are very rare or maybe even extinct. Maybe they were hunted. But they can still be found on the Akil, Achill, Achill, I don't know, island in... Achill Island. In uh, west of County Mayo. They're found on a very chill island. A C H I L L. When you go there, A C H I L L. Reggae's playing. They're smoking some hash. It's like <laughs> it's like that that video Reggae Shark. But Reggae Otter. But Reggae Otter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Don't worry. Nowadays, nowadays, uh, nowadays they're not. Uh, Let us know if you know about Reggae Shark, please. Reggae Shark. I hope you do. Reggae Shark is pretty great. And if you if you haven't looked up Reggae Shark, look it's, it up. It's 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 a it's a wonderful story of a man who is cursed but then finds redemption. All about redemption now. Through being a Rastafarian. <laughs> smoking the weed. <laughs> yeah. And he stays a shark. He chooses to be He to chooses to be a shark. He, he likes chooses it. to stay a shark because he's so chill. Down he's under, the, chill. under the sea. Under the sea. Smoking his weed. Yeah. And spreading his Rastafarian message. It's great. I love reggae shark. He's a hero. Baby shark overrated. It's all about reggae shark. <laughs> okay. There, um... So it says uh, a report was made in 2003 by um, an Irish artist and his wife. Of 2003? Yeah, of Adoraku oh. and Omi Island, uh, Connemara. Uh, they reportedly saw a giant creature with, with dark coloring and membranes on the fit to sw feet to swim. It is interestingly an archaeological remain. Or there is interestingly an archaeological remain called the Kinaloo Stone. That is the gravestone of a woman who was supposedly killed by a door who in the 17th century. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it, a large honor that could kill people, that could happen. Another, another grave site that also marks this is it, uh, the Glendall Stone found in Cornwall Graveyard, where there is a door who figure carved on the gravestone. Wow. Yeah. So this thing probably was real. If it was real? It kills people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dobarku. Dobarku. D o b h a r c h u. Dobarku. Gaelic. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you love that? that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, yeah. There's one. One of my favorite like examples is there's a type of knife. It's this traditional Scottish knife called a ski and do. Yeah. And it's pronounced S G I A N D U B H, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's just pronounced ski and do. Ski and do. Ski and do. It's just okay, like it's, they leave they out have a, why they, have all those extra Yeah, letters. they leave out like half <laughs> And then they have unnecessary ones. Yeah. Like <laughs> Like there's some of these letters, they're not just silent letters. They just <laughs> feel like they shouldn't be there at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like D O B H R H A R, but the B H 
are both silent. So I actually I want another Snickers, man. Satisfied? Sponsor a Snickers. Why not? Buy a Snickers. Are you gonna lose? Don't give us money. You're already like the candy dynasty. Yeah, there's nothing to lose by giving a couple couple guys some Snickers. Just give. Just send, send a Snickers. Just send us Snickers cool. in the mail, and we'll every episode say. Are you hey, satisfied, Colton? Say, I'm eating a Snickers. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna be satisfied in a moment here. Good. Better be. You know what? Don't buy Snickers until they sponsor us. <laughs> but Boy. then they're never gonna be satisfied. Boycott Snickers <laughs> until they agree to sponsor us. <laughs> Unless you're really hankering for one, then I guess it's okay. It's okay if you're really hungry. <laughs> like if you're in the commercial where you're Steve Tyler, oh. get a Snickers, please. If you ever wake up and you look in the mirror <laughs> and you're Steven Tyler, <laughs> eat a Snickers immediately. <laughs> Do not wait. So I got a class. Don't just go, that's not normal, but I'll get to a doctor soon when I get a chance. <laughs> no. Deal with it immediately. Go to your gas station, department store, wherever, get a Snickers. Yeah. Eat it, and you'll be And you'll on be that note, to the gas classic crypto of to, Steven Tyler. Yeah, on that note, to gas station tenants, if you have a Steven Tyler signing, <laughs> it might be just someone who needs a Snickers really bad. Well, most of them probably know. They're like, I better get a Snickers ready if I see Steven Tyler. Yeah. Most, most Steven Tyler sightings <laughs> are not actually Steven Tyler. And they're easily, it's easy to deal with them. Yeah, you just give them a Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Tyler. That was our final cryptid. That was our final cryptid. Those are final cryptids. No. I got a classic for you guys. Okay. Classic. Ever heard of New Jersey? I've heard New Jersey, the only good thing, only two good things. <laughs> I was going to say the only good thing, but I'm like, wait, no, there's, there's a couple good things. The only two good things to come out of New Jersey ever is Streetlight Manifesto and, uh, and Bruce Springsteen. And, uh, no. I can't think of another thing. But I can think of a horrible thing that's come out of New Jersey in that area, New England area, the general, general vicinity. Oh, and Captain it's America. Yeah, he's from New Jersey, yeah. right? Well, yeah. that's where he became Captain America. Captain America, right. yeah, okay. Yeah. Three things, Three and things. then we have a horrible thing. An extremely <laughs> Which horrible. evens out some of the <laughs> things. <laughs> Which is an extremely horrible thing. The Jersey Devil. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jersey is, Shore. Well, equally as horrible. <laughs> just for different I had reasons. A, I, I was flipping through channels <laughs> once, and I had a Jersey Shore sighting. <laughs> Yeah, you never want to have a Jersey Shore it's terrifying. Sighting. Freaking Snooky. If you see a wild Snooky out in the woods, you better just give her a Snickers. Yeah. yeah. And then your friend is It was actually your friend the whole time. It was, just, it was, it was your long lost brother. It was your long lost brother. <laughs> like, just Snickers, it solves everything. Snickers. If you ever see a famous person who's slightly unsettling. Okay, okay. <laughs> Give him a Snickers. Give him a Snickers. It's just probably see what just, happens. It's probably just your friend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jersey Devil. Okay. So this thing is horrible. This is a freaky one. It's the common description. Okay. Bipedal, kangaroo-like. Okay. Clove hooks. 
Or it's often, sometimes it's a weaver-like creature. But mostly kangaroo-like. Um, with a horse or goat head. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Sometimes in between. Yeah, sometimes it's in between horse and goat. Um, leathery <laughs> bat wings. Horns. Small arms. Clawed hands. And a forked tail. These things have been sighted as early as the 1700s. Damn. And there's a whole origin story. I've heard the origin story before, but... I mean, I'm telling you. Refresh us, because it's been a while. This could be a movie. Yeah. This could be a show. Netflix original. Starring Steven Tyler. As the Jersey Devil. (laughs) As the Jersey Devil. (laughs) But the... Just give him, like... Cheap like wings and uh, I put them on stilts and, put, <laughs> and just have them sing, have them sing Aerosmith songs, and then there you go. Okay, <laughs> I am we're so really bashing on Steven Tyler. <laughs> I am super down for a movie about the Jersey Devil <laughs> where St- the Jersey Devil <laughs> is just Steven Tyler. Yeah, Steven Tyler. He's, he's not playing the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil just is Steven. Tyler. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so have you ever heard of Mother Leeds? No, I've not. Well, apparently, legend states Mother Leeds had 12 children. And when she found out she was pregnant for a 13th time, she's like, damn it, 13 children? I can't deal with this. And she went nuts. She cursed the child, said the child would be the devil. So it was? Yeah. <laughs> well, in 1735, she was in labor during a stormy night. Of course. All her friends were gathered around her. It was a, it was a gathering. It was a party. You know, because what else were you gonna do? Yeah. Back then, freaking plow f- fields and. Uh, oh, you go witness a birth. Yeah, you witness a birth. That's it's like yeah. going to the movies. And, and of course, you gotta have people there because that's that's the whole reason of the middle middle ages that midwives were. It was just them and the lady giving birth. Mm-hmm. And people were like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> well, it was born normal, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say how quick this happens, but apparently it, it, it changed into this creature with hooves, goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, just horrible, right? Ew. Beat everyone with its tail. Before flying out into the night. Good, because the they sounded like terrible people. So. Yeah, what losers. Like, good thing they got beat. They got beat up by a tail. What nerves. But no, this thing freaking flew out, screeching out the chimney into the night, into the forest. And yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch. And oh. legend says that her, the child's father... Satan himself, or the devil, I was gonna Lucifer, guess, I was whatever gonna, you want to call. I was going to guess. Mer- I was going to guess Mer- Merlin. But... <laughs> that makes more sense, though. Yeah. Well, this is way after Merlin. Merlin might have survived. He could have. True. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the new Hell one movie. <laughs> Don't. God damn. Excuse my language, but please don't talk about that movie. Jesus. 
That's worse than the Jersey Devil. That's, that's worse than anything we've talked about today. <laughs> it's Spooktober, Colton. You're not, it's supposed to be fun. Okay? The most, Leave it alone. The most, Leave it alone. The most terrifying <laughs> cryptid is the, the 2019 12 movie. It's just the movie. movie. Yeah. If you ever in the woods alone, you're walking in the woods <laughs> and alone you find at night and you hear uh, an unsettling, high pitched, <laughs> uh, a guttural sound in the distance. And you start shining your flashlight around and and you see a screen. And you shine it past a tree, and then think you saw something, you shine it back, and there, in the, in the in back... Like the projector set up. <laughs> there, back, <laughs> back. It just, just barely out of the... Uh, barely close enough for it to be out of the shadows of the tree mm-hmm. is a Blu-ray copy. <laughs> Hellboy. The 2019 Hellboy movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that anyway. <laughs> That sounds like an, that sounds like an SCP. Okay. To me. Yeah. Right. We should. We should. Yeah. Maybe SCPs in the future. But we let's should get make. Back we should to make let's that get back SCP. To let's get back to it. Okay. So yeah, uh, witch, devil husband. They had this crazy baby. Yes. That ended up being like a monster demon, and um, in some versions of the legend, it stated that um, local clergymen um, attempted to exorcise the creature from the. Oh, okay. Didn't work. Of course not. That shit never Why works. Why would it? I've seen The Exorcist. Yeah, it never works. That shit never works. <laughs> <laughs> Scary movie. But also kind of funny. So, yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. It's, but it's scary. It's really scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this thing, man. And there's a whole story with the whole Leeds family. And we just simply don't have time for that. Seriously, so, it could, we could have a whole episode just about the leads, just about the family themselves. So it became a legendary monster in the area. Ghost story, right? Yeah. Um, there has been sightings. There's been many. There's been a lot of sightings, sightings of this thing. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the more notorious cryptids out there because of how many sightings there's been. There's a really famous sighting. Yeah. Explain. Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon, oh. claimed to see the Jersey Devil while hunting on his border town estate in about 1820. Hmm. During 1840, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. Um, these attacks were accompanied by tracks and screams. Um, it kills a lot of livestock, steals livestock. Um, it, uh, and it's mostly in that area. It doesn't stray from those woods, from the, um, pine barrens. I'm looking on Google Images at Jersey Devil pictures. Look at some pictures and of And there's it. this pretty entertaining picture that I see come up every once in a while, depiction of it, that depicts it as like, he has a devil head, and he's wearing like, a suit. Well, uh, no, many people, like sports teams, high schools, whatever, Little League, they use the Jersey Devil up there yeah. as a mascot. A cute yeah. version of it. Um, 
Apparently in 1909, uh, there was hundreds of published newspapers recording encounters with the Jersey Devil uh, all over New Jersey in that area. Yeah, there's just so many. And in, some in Pennsylvania. And um, apparently it attacked a trolley ca- car uh, in Camden. Uh, some people found unidentified footprints in the snow. Um, yeah, this thing has been seen everywhere. Um, the Philadelphia is, is, is it only in New Jersey? It's New in New that area. Or? Yeah. Has it never been sighted outside of that general Not area? that I know of. There may be, like, different types. But to my knowledge, there's only one Jersey Devil. Okay. And if it is real, it's definitely a supernatural being. Um, yeah. Demon being. Um, so apparently, um, even the it was rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for uh, capturing the creature. <laughs> the zoo. Uh, there was plenty of hoaxes. People would bring in a kangaroo or like a horse with wings on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like wings strapped on it. <laughs> like, hey, I found the Jersey Devil. <laughs> it's worth a try, you know. How did they get a kangaroo that easily? That's more effort than finding the Jersey Devil in the you first know, place. You gotta go to Australia. If the Philadelphia Zoo put up a reward for the finding the Jersey Devil, you know, I might just strap wings on you. Maybe those <laughs> Halloween costume with horse heads. And Put some antlers on me. Yeah, just march you in there and say, here he is. And I'll be like, it's me, the Jersey Devil. <laughs> yeah. And then they would give Son us Son of the, Satan. They would give us the reward <laughs> money, and the convincing thing was that you were able to talk to them to confirm that you are the Jersey Devil. Yeah, because all they got to do is say, yeah, I am the Jersey Devil. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, the problem with bringing in a horse with wings on it is when they turn to the horse and say, are you the Jersey Devil? It, it, they can't respond. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's been tons of sighting. Um, skeptics believe it's just all a folktale, that it, it's all made up. Yeah. It's, you know, most likely it is. I mean, if this thing was real, there's no animal on earth that would match this. Because it's just a hybrid of like five different animals at once. Yeah, it's a chim- um, chimera type of. Yeah, it's like a chimera, yeah. Um, but people in that area, locals, they still believe in the Jersey Devil. Mm. Um, it is, they don't talk about it, you know. Um, well, I ain't moving to New, Jer- New Jersey anytime. It's so. had, epi- uh, there was an episode about it in the X-Files. Um, plenty of hockey teams. You have the Jersey Devils. Yeah. Um, you have the New Jersey Devils. And you have. Yeah, it's been a video. Yeah, it's been in everything. The Wolf Among Us. Is in, um... Oh, there is a horror film about it. There's, I bet there's several. 2002 horror film, The 13th Child, or The 13th Child, Legend of the Jersey Devil. Direct to video horror film inspired by the Jersey Devil. Hmm. Direct to video. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes film. Receive a rating forty percent based on five. It only has five reviews. We gotta find <laughs> this. We gotta find. We'll have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thirteenth Child, Legend of the Jersey Devil. Oh yeah, hell yeah. You got another one? I have one more. All right, let's go yes. for it. And then I got one more after that. We can wrap this baby up, right? 
Yes. So I'm gonna have that cookie. Go for that cookie. What do you think of the beer, by the way? I haven't thought much of it. I've just been sipping on it. It's kind of one of those beers where it's just a good sipping beer, just like not thinking about it. Just it's more beer than cider. Like, yeah. Um. It's like yeah, it's the best way to describe it, in my opinion. It's like a hybrid of beer and cider. Yeah. I'm getting notes of both. I get um, a little bit of orange. Yeah, I get the orange in there, but it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll drink it. I, I would drink it. Yeah, it's pretty decent. I didn't know what to expect. I just thought saw an Oktoberfest cider. Not bad at all. And I was like, yeah, should try that. All right, tell us about your. All right, so. Close your of eyes. Nature. Close your eyes and just listen. Pretend you can't see us here. And Close my eyes. You, you can only hear us. <laughs> okay. And imagine you're in a forest. This is a good cookie. Yeah, these are delicious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're like they're like a snickerdoodle, but um, but like mixed with gingerbread. We're in a forest. Okay, we're in a forest. <laughs> you're in a forest, and it's cold. There's snow on the ground. It's snowing, and it's been snowing hard all night. And you hear, echoing through the forest, a high-pitched scream. Inhuman. And you hear, and you hear, as you're walking through, and you keep, you think nothing of it, and you keep walking, and you hear branches breaking, and noises. <laughs> and, and, and footprints, and foot, feet moving in the snow, fast. <laughs> and then often, off, off the trail, you hear finally someone scream, a human. <gasps> so you go rescue them, and you find you. Reach, oh, you rescued you, me! You reach where the the sound came from, and there's nothing there. There's nothing here. And then you die. I'm dead because you didn't see what killed you because it was too fast. If it wasn't for that meddling fast thing, I would have. Lived. Yeah. Damn it. Do you know what I'm talking about? So fast. You know what I'm You're talking about. Canada. Because I've already Canada? told you. You're you being Canada. You being Canada. Canada. <laughs> this is one of the few not nice things in Canada. Yeah, because most things in Canada There's are pretty a lot, nice. There's a lot of pretty right? nice things up there, but this, thing's, so, this, thing's, this thing ain't nice. It's so fast. It kills you. It's, it's super fast. I think it can mimic I, I, human. It can mimic human voices. It mimics voices. It's, it's, it's out and about in cold winter nights. Lizards. The Wendigo. It's the Wendigo. Yes. The Wendigo is one of my favorites. It's just so fucking creepy. And it's one of the cool ones where it's both. 
intertwined with folklore and recent sightings. And yeah, there have been sightings of it. Um, and so what a Wendigo is, I've heard, I've heard some people say it's actually a, it's a malicious spirit. Mm-hmm. I've some heard that's some, what it's often described as. Yeah, and I've heard some I've heard some people describe it not as a spirit anymore as just a creature. Yeah, but I've always I've always interpreted it as it's a spirit, it's a malicious spirit. It's the spirit of the Wendigo, and and, and it possesses you, right? Yeah. So the wind, if you do something, Wendigo is supposed to represent several different things: the um, unforgive the unforgiving nature of winter, of mm-hmm. a harsh winter, um, uh, greed, an excess of greed. As well as the dangers of cannibalism. Yeah, um, because Wendigos were people, mm-hmm. and they became a Wendigo because they either were extremely greedy, or more often than not, because they partook in cannibalism. And what I've heard is that the idea is that you partake in cannibalism, and then this spirit possesses you because, or you become susceptible to being possessed by this creature or the spirit. But what does a Wendigo look like? What is a Wendigo like, though? What does it like? What is it like? Oh. It likes eating people. <laughs> you think a Snickers would calm it down? Um, I no, it would not calm down because a bit a key trait of a Wendigo is it's ravenous for human flesh, but it's it is Only always hungry. Yeah. Well, it's it no matter how much it eats, it will always be starving. Maybe if you had a Snickers with human flesh in it. Maybe, but even <laughs> then, it wouldn't say it because it will always be hungry right. no matter how much it eats. So Wendigos, Wendigos in more modern pop culture are often depicted as like uh, undead-looking uh, humanoid deer-like creatures with big antlers. You've seen that image before. I've seen that image. I've I'll, the one I'm most familiar with for a good reason is the, the Marvel Comics depiction of a Wendigo. Yeah, and he's hairy and big. And Big, like, abominable snowman type thing with a long tail, claws, big teeth. Yeah. Fights the whole Wolverine, all that. Yeah, I like Wolverine. That's pretty cool. But it stays fairly true to the tale of... Yeah, um... If you eat someone in the Canadian mountains... Yeah, don't eat people in Canada. Yeah, that's why they're so nice. That's why they're so nice up there. Eat them here, or eat them somewhere else. I don't recommend eating people at all. But don't eat them in France, though, because you'll become the Rougarou or whatever it's name yeah. is. Yeah. So don't eat people in France or Canada. Well, that's in Louisiana. Though. But it came from... came from the legend of werewolf. So don't eat, anyone, don't eat anyone in Louisiana or Canada. Yeah. And you'll be good. Yeah, just don't eat anyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat people. Um, Come on. <laughs> so, so it's often depicted as either a big hairy beast or as this uh, undead creature with... Uh, it's like deer-like with antlers and stuff, which is a cool design, but it, neither one are accurate to the actual depiction of a Wendigo. What is Wendigos are tall, seven, eight feet tall type of thing. Um, they are pale, emaciated, human-like creatures. Okay. Their, their limbs, their arms, so, their limbs, like their arms might be... Constantly hungry. Yeah, so, and their limbs, like their arms might be longer, like disproportioned than what a normal human would be like. Um, often they're depicted as their gums or their lips have been chewed off or maybe rotted off. Yeah. So you can just see their teeth. So you know the game Until Dawn that features the Wendigo. That's a that's a much better and depiction of looks, 
just like that. That's a pretty good depiction of a Wendigo. And there's a lot of other creatures, like the rake, uh, the, yeah. the SCP where you can't look at it. I forget what they call him, but he looks like that too. Tall. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the depiction of a Wendigo. Pale. Uh, sometimes Wendigos are depicted, they do have hair, but like human hair. Like on their head, yeah. But it's you know stringy and white. That's not kind of like a White Walker. That's not Game good. of Thrones. It's not good to think about. Yeah, they're freaky. For some reason, it, having hair is worse. They are really freaky looking. Is there um, any depictions you have? Oh, there's plenty of good depictions. I mean, I uh, yeah, I know the Marvel version, until Dawn version, the. Well, you know, uh, here's here's a here's a depiction of the of a more modern pop culture version of a, which is not true. It has the horn, the antlers. And stuff. Yeah, that reminds me of the Jersey Devil, actually, if it, yeah. if it took the wings off. Um, Maybe they're related. <laughs> a better depiction of a Wendigo is more something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, or that, that's not something you want to see in the middle of the night in the woods during a blizzard. Or that. Yeah, that's not anything you would want to see anywhere. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> that, that thing... It's horrible looking. It's gonna rip you apart. It's gonna eat your lungs. It's gonna. Ooh. <laughs> Just show this it. might be the worst one. These are freaky, freaky. Looking. This is definitely Jersey Devil levels of like freaky. Uh, there's one image. On Another the one that I really wanted to find because it's the alien. The uh, um, or is the until dawn rich. Until Dawn is a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good depiction, yeah. Depiction. Until Dawn does a good job. It's not the best game in the world, but it's a fun oh. round. Cool story. Stuff. Ew. <laughs> is that. Oh, that reminds me of freaking Krampus or something. Yeah, they are freaky yeah, looking. Um, and they look like that because they were supposed to be. I'm going to have trouble going to sleep tonight. Yeah, they <laughs> look like that because they were supposedly they were once human. Yeah, they were humans. Yeah. And they were possessed by the spirit of Wendigo when they committed cannibalism. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then they become this... There's other ways. Like, there's one theory that uh, uh, witnessing a Wendigo or being bitten by a Wendigo can make you turn into one. Yeah, I heard getting bitten by one can do it. Um, yeah. That, that's a theory. Um, but most often it has to do... It's because Wendigos, in the religious sense for the even them, um, they represent the idea of in a harsh winter of working together and the dangers of selfish, selfishness and cannibalism and greediness right. and that sort of thing. Um, and they are supposed to be the, they are inhumanly fast. Yeah. They are silent. You only hear them when, you, when they want you to hear them. They can mimic human voices. Basically, so by the time you see one, you're yeah. already dead. Yeah, like, they, <laughs> they can mimic human voices, so they can lure you into the forest. Yeah, um, that's creepy. Isn't yeah, um, often they are <laughs> their presence is preceded by a wizard. Yeah, because that's another thing is they are often considered their winter spirits. Winter spirits. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he, here's a here's a fun thing is uh, you can it's believed often you can become a Wendigo and not transform into one physically. Interesting. So there are there are cases in Canadian history of uh, natives uh, being arrested for murder, 
for killing someone that they believed to be a Wendigo because there is no cure for right. a Wendigo. Once you're a Wendigo, you're yeah. a Wendigo. This is not like a werewolf where you could pass on your curse. Or you're hungry forever, or, too. Yeah, yeah. Which sucks. Um, <laughs> Snickers would not help. Constantly have the munchies. Like, man. Yeah. Like, as soon as you get done eating that one person over there, you're like, man, I, I need another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not enough. They are bloodthirsty, starving creatures. Um, like, oh, that guy looks like he has some good ribs. Yeah. Oh, that lady. Oh, that's some good. That's some good meat there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love eating people. Just love. It's like, like, it's like the guy from Rick and Morty. Like, oh, here, <laughs> yeah. I, here, here I go eating people again. Yeah. Oh boy. But they're not happy about it though, because no. they're always hungry. And Although I like to imagine a Wendigo being like, here I go eating people again. Here I go again. eating people again. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Was there any sightings of this beast? Well, there have been a lot of sightings, but none of them have been like substantial enough to really tell stories about them. Right. Um, people have claimed to see them. Um, but they're one of those creatures where when people write about online, at least, seeing, like, witnessing one it's off in the distance and they're not sure if it was a Wendigo or if it was something else. You know. Um, it's one of those creatures, though, if you were to see one, most likely, it would kill you. Yeah. You don't, you don't escape from a Wendigo. Yep. They're, yeah, they're not good. They're not good. Yeah. But they, they uh, you know, they have a very specific range of territory type of thing that they would, that they would be in. Um, if you live in a place that doesn't have harsh winters... You're safe. Florida. 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 Or even here. I mean, but then you gotta worry about alligators and all that stuff. Yeah. And Florida man. One of the most horrifying cryptids. <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> He's all over the news, but the, the descriptions vary wildly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Florida man is an idea. Yes. It's a it's a way of life. It's a way of life. It's like <laughs> Batman. It's an idea. <laughs> it's like anyone can be Anyone can be Florida man. <laughs> it's a symbol. It's a <laughs> <laughs> it brings hope to the people. <laughs> Christian Bale, starring as Florida and Florida Man Begins. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if so, if, if if Christian, if Batman is Florida Man, and he, so Batman was trained by Ra's al Ghul in like Florida Tibet. Man be. Trained by like junk uncle in Louisiana, <laughs> <laughs> on the ways of <laughs> yeah. There's Wendigos. Yeah, there, there they are. I could talk more about them, but well, I'm not, I'm not going to. I got one more for you. All right. And I think, my opinion, I say the best for last year. Mm. I have the one and only the. Mysterious, the magnificent, the weird, the Mothman. Mothman. It's America's version of Alabama. Shut up. But <laughs> 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 we'll get to that. But Mothman, okay. And it's specifically West Virginian folklore. Yeah, uh, Point Pleasant, right? Point Pleasant, West Virginia is when the creature was seen back in the late 60s. So in 1966 to 1967. And 
most people. That's what he looks like. Yeah. That's an artistic depiction. I've seen many depictions of Mothman. Yeah. Most of them kind of look like that. He's like this big humanoid, just all black amorphous humanoid, large wings, and then big red eyes. Yeah. And, I've, um, I've heard that uh, most of the sightings, they, they, they state that the only distinguishing feature of its face is its eyes. Yep. Because it's too dark to see anything else, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mothman was uh, mostly sighted Point Pleasant, West Virginia from November 12th, 1966 to December 15th, 1967. Yeah. Um, and uh, following... Mothman sightings. Um, this bridge um, collapsed. Um, I forgot what it was called. Uh, well, anyways, this bridge in Point Pleasant um, collapsed shortly after the Mothman it was sightings. Like Forty people died, or something. Forty people yeah. died, or around that number. Yeah, the Silver Bridge. It was, was just called the Silver a, Bridge. Quite a catastrophe. And um, yeah, and some people think he was like an omen that he was warning people or it was warning people yeah well i've okay. heard i've heard that some people think he caused it though some people say he caused it some people say he was warning it yeah. warning us um there was even alleged mothman sightings before 9 11 really supposedly it's almost like an omen of death and then there's been recently a lot of mothman sightings in chicago oh Chicago. So he's, so he's supposedly like an, an omen, so his, of, omen of his death. origins in West Virginia, but he can go he can go anywhere he needs to go. Because huh. he can fly, man. Um, his other names is just the Winged Man. Some people call him the Giant Bird Man, but most people refer to him as the Mothman. And there's even a statue in Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia, and they have. Once a year, they have like a Mothman celebration, like a parade. <laughs> they get tons of, they get millions of dollars worth of tourism for wow. Mothman. Wow. Um, let me show you the statue here, and I'll post this as well. Um, and I've been in the West Virginia area, but never in Point Pleasant. I've never been in West Virginia. I've, I've always thought about Mothman when I was there. <laughs> here's I've the, been to Virginia, not West Virginia. Here's the statue pretty cool and there like you go he's like a superhero <laughs> well like superhero is a weird way to describe him something out of Watchmen he looks like a super villain maybe <laughs> um, you also and I don't want I don't know too much about it but what's really crazy West Virginia has another cryptid called the Flatwoods monster really and this thing uh, from what I remember is basically some people think it's like this weird reptilian thing but most sightings think it's just it could possibly most likely be an alien being and it's seen in this like robotic suit with like an ace of spades like cow red eyes and then like it's like in this weird robot suit that like floats around what the hell and maybe it has arms sometimes it doesn't have arms that's weird that's and really some weird. people think they see like a reptoid in it. Watch out for reptoids, people. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Mothman. So, 
1966. Five men digging in the cemetery near um, Clinton in West Virginia. They claim to see a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their heads. This is known as the first sighting of the Mothman. So it starts there. Shortly after, two, uh, young, uh, two young couples, they're driving around together uh, around a TNT area. Mm. Um, this old town that's now a TNT area, it's the site of a World War II munitions plant. They saw what they described as a large flying man with 10-foot wings following their car as they were driving uh, outside that town. And they often described that it would make a, like a little screech, but it would sound like a very loud mouse. Hmm. Like, you know, like, it, it's really weird. And, um, well, apparently, over the next few days, two uh, volunteer uh, fighter, firemen, uh, they saw a large bird with red eyes. Um, a lot of people believe that the sightings are due to a large heron. Um, that was misinterpreted, and when they shine the light, they just see the eyes and the wings. Yeah. That makes so sense. It, it could be that. And uh, they say the eyes glow like bicycle reflectors. And as big as bicycle reflectors. They're pretty big. Could be an owl. Could be an owl. Some people think it's an owl. Owls have very reflective eyes that turn um, red when you shine them like white on them. So it, most biology. Uh, Dr. Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University, he. He said it's most likely a sandhill crane um, because they can have as wide as a seven-foot uh, wingspan. Oh, wow. But you have the collapse of Silver Bridge with the death of 46 people, and that's what really gave rise to legend. Yeah. Because you have all these Mothman sightings just before this tragedy happens. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't there and also sightings, like some people said they saw the Mothman on the bridge like the night before? There's even images, there's pictures of the Mothman, like, on the bridge. Wow. Mostly false. Yeah. I mean, hoaxes. But, you have the Mothman Prophecies, the movie. You know, this reminds me a lot of a story my dad told me about when he was in college. How he would go down to West Virginia dressed in a big costume with wings. <laughs> and, okay. and hang out inside of the room. <laughs> um... Well, it goes further than just West Virginia and, and even America. Uh, apparently, um, UFOologists claim that Mothman sightings in Moscow foreshadowed the 1999 Russian apartment bombings. Oh. Um, yeah, there's been sightings here and there uh, since uh, the big um, event in, in West Virginia. But um, Mothman, there's been no, it's most likely it could be a barn owl, a crane, but we've never caught the Mothman, right? I think the most fascinating part is um, how- It is always seen before these tragedies. Yeah, yeah, almost it's like he's, omen. he's a, yeah, he's an omen. He's not just a creature, he's an omen. Uh, some people claim that Mothman is potentially an alien. 
or like a supernatural being or um, maybe just an unknown species of animal, which is reasonable, (laughs) (laughs) or just a known animal that's getting misinterpreted. But uh, what's really funny is that, so author John Keel, who uh, wrote The Mothman Prophecies, he claimed that Point uh, Pleasant residents experienced um, precognitions, including premonitions of the collapse of the Silver Bridge, UFO sightings, visits from inhuman or threatening men in black. Another thing. Hmm. So even the men in black were investigating Mothman, apparently. <laughs> um, Will Smith was there. And uh, freaking... Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Jones. Jones. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, starting in 2002, the, they decided they wanted more tourism and they started hosting the Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant. And I really want to go. I want to go to the Mothman Festival. That sounds, that Festival. sounds, that sounds awesome. I would go to that, yeah. Um, according to the event organizer, um, Jeff Wamsley, the average attendance for the Mothman Festival is estimated 10 to 12,000 people per year. So that's a sizable event. I bet in a town like Pound, uh, Point Pleasant, nothing else I, happens there. I bet that <laughs> that that in that one week of the festival, they make as much money on their downtown as they do the rest of the year. Oh yeah, for that's sure. Thing, yeah, uh, or more. <laughs> um, and yet, the statue was made um, by artist and sculptor Bob Roach. Oh, unveiled in two thousand three. Then you have the Mothman Museum and Research Center, opened in 2005. And every third weekend of September, guest speakers, there's vendors, pancake eating contests, hayride tours, spooky events during the Mothman Festival. That sounds pretty cool. (laughs) Okay, I just saw this. And this was amazing. So Mothman is so famous now. That a uh, petition was started to replace all Confederate statues in the United States with <laughs> statues of Mothman. And I want that to happen. I'll, I would support <laughs> that petition. Um, yes. As of July 2020, the petition has garnered over 2,000 signatures. Wow. Not bad. Let's get them Let's more. Make, yeah. That's Everyone good. sign that petition. <laughs> um, get rid of them Confederate statues. Bring in Mothman. But yeah, and yeah, you have the sightings in Chicago. Apparently, a trucker thought he saw this being with big wings and red eyes um, when he was like at a rest stop mm. in the Chicago area. But yeah, Mothman has just always been interesting to me. I, I've always thought it's a cool cryptid, and um, yeah, and I especially again, I really like the omen death part of it. A lot of cryptids are just creatures. This one is like it has a, a meaning behind it. Yeah. Um, some, and some people say maybe, I've even seen some people say maybe it's like an angel or a demon Yeah. that visits whenever this stuff happens. Huh. And here, here's the alleged image of Mothman during 9-11. Oh, looks like um, a bird to me. Yeah, it looks like a big bird, right? Um, but anyway, that's cool. Here's another image of Mothman from Monster Hunters, the CGI. I remember that show. <laughs> yeah. They did an episode um, of the Jersey Devil. That was pretty cool. 
So, oh, okay. So we got some more specs on them, man. Oh. Uh, reported to be about seven feet tall with a wingspan of 10 to 15 feet or more. Yeah. Because why not? Plus the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. So he, wow. he's flying. He's freaking he's flying. It's crazy. Um, sometimes he's described as not having a head with just two red eyes in his chest. So, like, you have a wingman, no head, red eyes here. Yeah. So it's like... Like a moth. Like a moth. They don't really have a distinguishable head. Right? Yeah. Um... Uh, I don't really know why they call it Mothman. I guess because it sounds cool. Uh, it could be Birdman. It could be Demon Man. It could be yeah Owl Man, like you said earlier. But Mothman does sound cool. It is the coolest name. It's I good. Think. Yeah. Well, because in, in Britain there's a like, and the statue that we see, he looks like a Mothman. Yeah. And then you have there, but you know, if you look in, in Britain, they have a cryptid called Owl Man. Which is essentially Mothman, just less omen of death for a sort of thing. But it's everything. Maybe it is Mothman. Yeah, maybe it is Mothman. But they call him Mothman. His species, at least. Yeah. Um, apparently, so he can fold his wings and like walk on his legs in a weird shuffle that compares to a penguin. Huh. <laughs> That's fun. Um, when he flies, he unfolds his wings and shoots straight up with great speed. So he just. He just pulls his wing. He just like launches. <laughs> he just launches in the air. Um, witnesses often describe his flight pattern as straight up like a helicopter. Huh. That's the that's weird, because birds don't do that. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how that could be explained, unless they're just tripping. I mean, just freaking out. But he can just fly kind of magically. It seems like. Because he doesn't need to flap his wings. He just opens them. Yeah. And then he can just shoot straight up. Uh, Mothman's favorite activity, his pastime, is chasing cars. <laughs> He's like I've, a dog chasing cars. He I've, wouldn't know if he, if he would do if he I've got I've heard one. of that. I like, I like <laughs> the description of it as his favorite pastime. He'll fly in front of him and sometimes he'll hit the roof of the car, you know, <laughs> the hood or whatever. Freak, freak him out. <laughs> yeah. He just gets a real kick out of it. Uh, <laughs> some people say maybe it's the Thunderbird, also. You have you heard oh, of the Thunderbird? I have heard of Thunderbird. The ginormous bird could be that. Um, and also, yeah, the Owl Man, which is sighted in England, as you described. Yeah. And it was sighted in 1976, so not too far off from the Mothman sightings. Oh. And. But yeah, most likely it's just a big crane or something. Uh, but. If Mothman is real, when are we going to see him again? And if, if we do see him again, something bad's going to happen. Hopefully not here. Hopefully not here. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Mothman has become... He's equally as famous as Bigfoot. I mean, he, he has a whole festival, movies, books... I mean, yeah, he's, he's one of the big ones. Um, oh, he even has a, is that a, it's a Mothman action figure. What? I want one. That's so dope. That's cool. Is that like custom or what? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, 
you have any more? Mothman was my last. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, it doesn't have anything to do with Mothman, but it's there. <laughs> the Crypt Kid. <laughs> they call it. Uh, yeah, Mothman. One of my all time favorites. I would like to talk about the Flatwoods Monster, but I don't know enough about it. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about that either. But that one's pretty weird from what I heard. And it has the same kind of like red eye effect. And it's also sighted in West Virginia. So I'm wondering if there's a connection there. Maybe stay away from West Virginia. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, West Virginia, country roads take me home. Yeah. John Denver, however, it's beautiful there. However, Toots and the Matal is the diversion of that where they changed it to uh, West Jamaica. So <laughs> let's just go to Jamaica instead. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing bad in Jamaica. Right? And listen to the Toots version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love John Denver. But yeah, I think that's about a wrap. That's all I got. Yeah. One, one last very important question. Any of these cryptids we've talked about do you think could beat Bigfoot in a fight? Okay. Other than Sasquatch, he's disqualified because he is a Bigfoot himself. So, Jersey Devil versus Bigfoot? I think no. Bigfoot could handle it. I yeah, think. Jersey Devil is... Seems a little too frail. Dangerous, but not big enough and strong enough to handle Bigfoot. Uh, the Silver Cat? The club tail. Hmm. I think it might give Bigfoot some issues if it jumped him, but Bigfoot, I think it could. Yeah, I think I think it sounds like that silver cat is small enough where Bigfoot could easily overpower it. It would just be fast. Bigfoot versus the infield whore? I don't know about that one. I think Bigfoot would just kind of freak out too. Yeah, like, Bigfoot <laughs> would be like, what, what the, the hell, hell was that? That, that was um, weird. Bigfoot versus Mothman. Ooh. Mothman's got the speed flight. Yeah, that's a tough one. But, um, but Bigfoot. That's the battle for the ages right there. That's yeah. got to be a movie. <laughs> Bigfoot is pretty strong and smart, though. Yeah. Um, Mothman can swoop in on him. Yeah. Maybe Bigfoot or the Uhul or whatever it's called. Uhul, yeah. Uhul. That would be a good fight. Yeah, we because that's a lot of people call it the Bat Squatch. That's the. Yeah. American version. Yeah. But I would say on the Crawfordsville monster, I think it would win. Unless it's... That Crawfordsville monster is clearly like it's an like Aldrich being, being... Yeah, it's like an it's, alien dragon, purple people either. That's not a fair fight. It's not it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's a wrap. Unless you All got right. anything else to say. I right? have nothing else to say. Well, we will see you next week. Next week. On another wild spooky episode spooktober spooktober all right all right see you later see ya it's the archon podcast with jackson and colton and sometimes just the dream.